Hello, friends. Konnichiwa, and welcome to Banter Podcast. This podcast is a conversational experience that starts off with your usual buffoonery, if you will, and then we let it organically grow into something deeper and much more meaningful. You know, we get to challenge each other's insights and perspectives, share stories, all that good stuff. So lock it up, let your hair down, and get your beaks wet, because we're going places. Poof. Well, how would you, like, if you saw the word Sheldon on a resume, would you think? The name. Of the name. Yeah. Would you think I it's would, a white guy? I don't think it was a, a Chinese dude. dude. Really? You would think that? Yeah, because yeah, I feel like a lot of Chinese dudes from the 80s and 90s, uh, they had very, like, kind of like, um, like names like Sheldon. Because I know, like, three Sheldons that were Chinese. Really? Like, Anson, I've, I've Anson. Known. Like, uh. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I've uh, only known uh, Jewish guys or black guys the name oh, Sheldon. Shit. Yeah, it's I very Jewish name Sheldon's, actually. Black Sheldon. Yeah. yeah, actually, now that you mention it, I know one Chinese guy at my work. His name's Sheldon. Really? Yeah. That's that's. But tricky. then, if I were to see your last name, then I would, I would definitely think. Yeah, Chung. Yeah, yeah that you were Wang like Chung. Chinese, Straight like up, dude. Wang Chung. <laughs> but you are what? Uh, half Chinese, half yeah, part, part Chinese. Yeah, part I never added just recently. What the last month? I realized, like you told me, you're Guyanese and. Like every, every time I see you, there's one more race that I yeah. <laughs> Have you done 23 and Me? Today's update. Sheldon is now. <laughs> no, so I'm, I'm, my parents are from Guyana. Mm-hmm. Really mixed background. So in Guyana, there's like six, there's more, but there's like six main races, and I'm basically all of those. So you've got Portuguese, Chinese, Indian, like East Indian. Yeah. And then you've got Aboriginal. They call, they're called uh, Amerindian. Amerindian, um, Amerindian dope, native, dope. like Amazonian. Man. Yeah. Wow. You know, in the bush, parrot feathers in the hair, mm. no shirt on, climbing trees, using poisonous frogs as <laughs> oh, shit. as, That's as fire, man. arrow poison. Um, I've literally have cousins like that live in the bush in in, in Guyana. Really? Yeah, yeah it's, it's trippy. What are the border countries, I don't know if anybody knows this, the border countries around Guyana? So Guyana is way in the Caribbean? or is it Yeah, more- well, okay, so Guyana is in South America, <laughs> technically speaking, right. speaking. But then it's considered a Caribbean country. Yeah. And I think it's because they're like the only English-speaking country in South America. Um, it was a British colony, so they must, the British must have like just, you know... Pulled them all together and said, okay, all the Caribbean islands, Jamaica, etc. You know, like you got Trinidad, Jamaica, yeah. Barbados, Antigua, all those kind of spots. And must have just grouped it up with Guyana, I guess. So when you go like for the Caribbean Airlines, for instance, Guyana's with the Caribbean Airlines. Mm. So, and they're like West Indian, like the West Indies cricket. Mm. They're like, they're with West Indies as well, right? So... I don't Damn. know. It's technically part of South America, though, because it's beside Venezuela and above Brazil. Mm. Oh, so there's lots of, like, lush vegetation there. Yeah. It's the fruit, tropical yeah. kind of nature. Yeah. It's not an island yeah. like the rest of the Caribbean, right? But Guyanese pepper sauce is amazing, by the way. So I've yeah. tried Papaya. two different kinds. Your spice tolerance is fucking up there, man. Bruh, when you have your grandmas and parents making some fire pepper sauce from that... Weary, weary pepper, or mm. what is it? Curry, There's uh, no, curry, 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 ghost, peppers. ghost peppers. That shit is hot. 
ghost peppers what else is there there's yeah, habanero habanero so habanero, habanero ghost weary weary or merry yeah. weary depends what you call it mm. they're really hot peppers and they like have pure flavor when you like you grind them up and you mm. mix it with like mangoes or fresh yeah. you know that's yeah. what you guys had when we went camping yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed yeah, the yeah. flavor it's way flavorful yeah, and it's, it radiates the heat but in a way that's like it starts to uh, like fuse with whatever you're eating mm. like on white rice and eggs uh, it's yeah. like just fire it's so good it's mm. very floral and fruity mm-hmm. but it's, it's not masking yeah right yeah. there's a lot of sauces like if you buy like like for instance like Frank's hot sauce yeah. You get that shit, mm. or red hot. You put that on anything. Mm. You put that shit on everything. But like <laughs> yeah. it literally, that's all you taste. Then you know what I mean. Yeah, like yeah. You, you, it'll, it'll take over the yeah, full dish, right? Yeah, yeah it doesn't complement it. Mm. Do you know how to make pepper sauce? Like if if you were to like grow your own peppers, scratch. like from scratch, would you oh, not do it? Or would yeah. you have to? No, I know how to make it. I make oh, it. I have it at home for myself. I make it at home. Oh, that's dope. So man. I go buy fresh peppers and I. I have uh, my ninja, my bullet thing. Yeah, those are fire. <laughs> so for those of you grinder. that don't know Sheldon, he's a. Uh, I think one of the reasons why we wanted him on here is because first of all, he's a good friend of ours. Mm-hmm. Second of all, or you know, these are kind of interchangeable reasons, right? No hierarchy here, but um, he's a pretty eccentric dude. He's a. Uh, I don't know how would you say you're an artist by passion. Yeah, definitely. And then maybe a barber by trade. I'd yeah. say. But, you know, those two are interchangeable, I'd say. I mean, we can let you kind of explain what that's all about. Yeah, I mean, I guess I just like to do creative things, right? Mm-hmm. And I I go out of my way to pursue whatever I feel like doing in a creative sense. So I guess that's the passion, mm-hmm. right? No matter what I do. It's sort of like we went to school for graphic design. Mm-hmm. Same school. So we were doing that. So I went to school, graduated with uh, with graphic design. Um, how do you say that probably? Graduated with graphic design? I never design? knew how to actually say that. Like I graduated design, from diploma. a graphic design course or something. Yeah, or? yeah like diploma uh, in I'm graphic, graphic design. design graduate. Yeah, I don't know. No. Yeah, I don't it sounds weird. Right? It's like a weird. Anyways, I, this has come up a lot of times. I've yeah. always said like, it yeah. sounds weird saying that. Anyways. No, I'm in the same um, boat, man. I don't know what to say. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I I guess I uh, I did that for a bit. Worked in the uh, in, in a in an office for a bit, but. When I was younger, I, I learned barbering from my family. My uncle and before him, grandpa, great-grandpa, all barbers. So I learned the trade from the family back in grade 8 when my mom was like, what are you going to do when you grow up? And I was like, what the? I don't know, mom. I don't know what I'm doing fucking tomorrow. <laughs> Much less like when I'm growing. When I, you know, I don't know shit. Every day nagging, nagging. Yeah. Which is a blessing and mm. a curse, you know what I mean? I'm not saying, it's you know. Part yeah. of it. It's part of life, but it's mm. good to have someone nagging mm. in that sense. But, um... We came down to like, we were arguing back and forth and it came down to like, go to your uncles and learn a trade. And if, if you learn a trade, I'll, la- I'll leave you alone. I'll oh, never shit. ask you what you're going to do for the rest of your life again. Like, cause we would literally get into like yelling arguments on a daily about this. I'm like, mom, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to choose. Like how I'm going to do 10 things with piss her right off. Right? How old were you at this time? Like this, like age I was range. just going to ask Oh, this that. is, yeah. this is grade eight. How old is grade eight? Grade 13. 13? Yeah, well, 13. Th- well, it'd be. She was yelling at me from like yeah, that's around the time <laughs> seven. They start uh, grade seven, grade yeah, you know, like what are you gonna do when you go to high love? school? What are you yeah. choosing? And what kind of courses? That kind of shit. Anyways, so I learned uh, barbering back then. Cut all the boys in the garage, a little garage barber shop. That's amazing. And always did it, but never really thought that was going to be my thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's sort of just like that. I just know how to do it. Let's do it. Make some money. Why not? Mm-hmm. But then when I started working with, under like my graphic design job, 
I basically thought to myself, like, man, I'm getting, I'm, dri- I'm like, I'm driving. Sorry, what's the thing? Like, I'm going crazy in this office environment because I think I was already used to being my own boss as yeah. a barber oh, yeah. in the garage. Sure. That makes sense. You know? So, like, when people, like, I wanted to talk all the time. I wanted to get up all the time. And, like, when I sat down for too long, like, I'm like, I, you know, you shake your leg. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, my leg's jumping up, you know, but I'm jumping yeah. up and down, like, at my yeah. desk, like, tripping out, like, oh, I need to go talk. And, like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. it wasn't my thing, right? Yeah. yeah. You weren't a, a worker drone, man. Yeah. Well, that was, it's because I was barbering. Like, when you're barbering, you're standing up all day. You're social. Literally just talking all day. Because mm-hmm. the cutting is so bad, like, so black and, like, it's so motor skill for me now. I don't yeah. even think about when I'm cutting, I'm just yeah. having deep conversation with someone. But yeah. even if, like, when you were younger, if that's something that you noticed or were aware of at the time, uh, maybe the type of person you are internally or just naturally is, like, you wanted to pursue or you felt inside that you had to pursue something that was more expressive and artistic than being a worker drone, as Nate said, or, like, having a, a, a career that's safe, you know, like, as our parents probably want us to, like, what are you going to do? You were kind of, did you ever feel conflicted at an early age where you're like, I want to appease my parents a little bit but I also really just internally feel that I have to do something artistic or be my own boss work for myself I would say that being being a barber in in the sense of wanting to do like like having a creative lifestyle it's always been a kind of go-to as well because you're allowed or you can create your own schedule to the for the most part mm-hmm. um, so in terms of like pursuing my my creative like lifestyle, um, whether it be art, I had a jewelry line before. I used to make handmade bracelets and necklaces and pendants, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and a million different things. We had a we had a barber shop back in the day, but like it, it gave me the freedom to make these sort of moves where I can, you know, be a little flexible with my mm-hmm. schedule and have money to be able to pay for the things that I want I had my, my heart was in so yeah I guess it was sort of like a, a scenario where my mom was more on my back about what are you going to be and then I decided to wait I kind of like lost track of the question <laughs> it, goes, it all ends up yeah. to the same place anyway man it's kind of there's not really any structure yeah, yeah. here but um, I think what I was uh, what I was asking kind of like if you felt conflicted like if you felt like it was heavier, your energy was leaning more towards one side or the other, or you felt kind of like a little bit like confused when you're uh, when you started to find your passion for being your own boss. Oh, I, and that. I guess the question sense. is, just like, did you ever feel conflicted? And if so, like, around what age and what were some of the things that you were thinking about um, when you were like, okay, I want to appease my parents, or well, at least I don't want to, you know, I don't want them to think I'm a failure. Or I want to at least make, get them off my back, but I really want to be my own boss. So, like, what made you pursue being your own boss versus getting, like, a nine-to-five type of a job, being more status quo in that sense? Well, I think I got the job. I went to school because of having to please my parents, Word. in a sense. Yeah, true. So, to that, what yeah. are you going to do in school? So, I decide, decided, because I like art, well, I'll choose graphic design. You know, that's like, a, like it's, yeah, yeah. it's enough of art and it's enough... I guess of a course for my parents to be like okay you know mm-hmm. like you're going to school for something that you can make money with right mm-hmm. yeah um, even through high school like I would get 
into like a lot of shit for almost failing my courses, but I would get like 51% or 60% in courses just to... Just to scrape by. Just man. to scrape by. Yeah, was totally I dumb? That, no, like I actually no. knew a lot. It's because I knew, didn't, didn't want to do any homework. Exactly. Right? That's yeah. it. You weren't invested in that area. No, not at all, right? Studying. Yeah. I think that's something maybe we can all collectively share, like uh, like some of those characteristics. Like we're all, fuck the status quo or like... Um, I felt weird when I was a kid too because I had similar issues where it's like I would re- do really poorly in school academically I just couldn't perform my mind was always somewhere else I remember like during deer time when like they'd get you to read I'd literally just stop and just watch people and wonder why everyone was doing the exact same thing oh, and I'm like why isn't anybody curious to do anything else and no. I would easily get distracted but then I think I don't know about you guys, but in school, I was reprimanded for that. I felt bad. I felt like an outcast, and I felt like I was stupid at one point because um, that's what they weren't pushing back then. I think now it could be different. The education it's way system, different now, right? I but feel. as an artist, like academically, everybody was trying to focus on getting their kids to be, you know, have safe jobs or yeah. uh, respectable quote yeah. air quote respectable jobs as opposed to being an artist. Now I'm starting to see, like I know you guys or all of us know some pretty successful artists now that are making names for themselves, mm. making art work as opposed to back then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people are funding art more now, which is crazy to see. Yeah. Yeah. That, that whole thing with dear time and like reading the whole idea of conforming and like oftentimes you would have a book you weren't even really interested in and you're yeah. just forced to read it. And I always, I always looked around like this is at a young age too. That that's actually a crazy memory I have just looking around being like, why do I have to do this? Like, if you guys can remember three things from dear time uh, uh, from school, what would they be? Let's start with Sheldon. What do you mean, like, three things? So, like, like if you could say, like, the top three things that you remember mm. from elementary school and having dear time. Did you, get, did you guys ever have dear time? I was just about to ask, what is dear time? I don't know. Oh, oh so it's, like, when you're in, like, grade school <laughs> yeah. and you for, like, half an hour, you read. It's silent. And the whole class minutes. reads. Okay, okay, so reading, reading, yeah. like, yeah. a lot of reading time. time or so dear, yeah, I guess yeah, it's, it's like time. D-E-A-R, I, I don't know what it, it, it was oh, an it's acronym. Read. Or dear. Or maybe, backwards? Yeah. yeah, maybe read backwards, but I think it stood for something. Is it? But I think we all collectively had that, right? Yeah. So what were like three memories, if you can kind of conjure them up in your head, <laughs> okay. uh, that so, you had from those times and like feelings as a kid, like what was your positioning on that? We'll start with that, Sheldon. That's yeah. a cool like, exp- like, I guess, like a uh, contrast <laughs> to see how people think, right? But I guess yeah. it's, yeah, no, literally what you were saying, like I would sit there and be like, why the F am I reading this effing book? Yeah. I'm like, what? Like, why do we have to read this book? Why couldn't I choose? Why can't we have chosen a book that you know, I'd be more interested in, right? Yeah. A and then B. Are all these motherfuckers in this classroom actually reading this book? Right yeah, now? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> literally, because you're a like, kid, right? You're trying to see if you belong too yeah. at that point. Um. And I guess at some point, you, you just end up like looking into the book, reading it. I was I was bad at that too, yeah. trying to sit down and read a book. Like, Me too, man. Not I still on, am. I don't retain anything. Yeah. From that. When yeah. I'm forced to be read, outside, like in a, in a position like that, like, yeah, man. I'm not taking anything in. So, yeah. I don't know. What What did you What do you think? Uh, for me, my times? three is very similar. Like, I remember like looking around, not being able to focus, and um, just like wondering why. I was the only one not reading because mm-hmm. everybody would be zoned in reading and I, I, a part of me felt a little bit um, um, inadequate yeah. as a kid because yeah. I was like, fuck, like I, f- I already felt weird because I was like one of the only Asian kids in my class. 
So I always felt a little bit like outcasted. But that's not like the victim card. It's just kind of like observational. But then it was uh, one of the things too. I remember just being very uh, like in tune with the tactical things. So I remembered all the details of what the fucking book smelt like, what the fonts <laughs> looked like, what the letters looked mm. like, uh, how mm. big the spacing was, and like the cover of the book. So I'd be inspecting the book, inspecting things around me visually. Yeah. You just but I would be reading yes. things. What I would be doing? Exactly. Run reality though. I'd be drawing in that damn book. Yeah. yeah I'd be right. doodling all over the book. Yeah. I'd be getting shit so all the time. Animated. Yeah, all the time. So that's one of the big <laughs> memories. I'd be like, okay, I'm not fucking taking any of this stuff in because none of this even relates to me directly. Like, yeah, it's a story. It's cool. But I think of stories in my head all the time anyway, you know, as a kid. So I, I, I just remember um, looking at the books, looking at people and just observing, uh, building my photographic memory, I guess, without intentionally doing so. But then now today, I'm like, I have a pretty fucking photographic memory. But I don't know. Mm. How about Nate? Like, uh, what are your three? Dude, was my, my whole thing was like the whole conforming part of like looking around the room. And again, having that outcast mentality of just like, am I doing something wrong? And then seeing like my teachers like read, like pointing at me being like, why aren't you reading? Like, yeah. Focus. I'm like, man, like. I, I'm thinking of like so many other different things I could be doing right now going outside for recess drawing and this is like the one thing I didn't really enjoy doing but we were forced to do it so that's when I think I, I realized like I was more in pursuit of like artistic expression and, and going that mm -hmm. route in my life but one thing I one question I have for you is where did you inherit your like artistic creative side hmm definitely from both of my parents they're mm -hmm. um like my dad's actually a painter himself, and he uh, he's got a quite a few paintings in our house. Yeah, nice. Uh, more realism, a lot of like nature, but there's a a couple of painting where, paintings where he's like in his range. There's a Range Rover Toyota Land Cruiser, I think. Mm. It's like a blue Land Cruiser, and he's and I think it's him or say one of his brothers sitting on the hood of the car, and it's like in Guyana. They see the background of the forest. Like it looked really, it looks really cool. So it, I always grew up looking at that. I didn't mm. know. Sick. He actually painted it until I was about like like grade six or grade seven, like you know older now, older yeah. though, right? Yeah. Um, so I grew up looking at all of these paintings. They like they all look. You could tell the artist style was very similar. Mm -hmm. He's like, I painted these. I'm like, no, you didn't. I didn't believe him when he was telling me, right? I'm like this whole time, these paintings have been in our house. You never told me that you painted them. What the hell? Yeah. It's like I didn't believe him. He's like, look, he signed it like um, P. Chung for Philip Chung, right? So. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it just snapped in my brain and it, it, everything kind of made sense, you know? Like it, and my mom's also, uh, what is it called? She's a creative in a lot of ways. She's just scrapbooking and she's always, she knits now. Doing, a lot of self-expression. Like yeah, like always finding another, like a different, like medium to be creative with. So I guess it's from the parents. But That's dope. Yeah, yeah. They did they push it on you a little bit? Or like, did they encourage it when you were a kid? Or no. did you just kind of, was it more like neutral or did you just, was it around you? I feel like it was neutral and just around me. Yeah. They didn't really say, become an artist. They're, no, they're more pushing like, you know, Do, get like a proper job. Get a, yeah, like, get, yeah, what are you doing true. with yourself, right? But I guess like my dad's kind of quiet, so he, he never really said A or B. Like, I think he sees the artist in me and, and like, in a, in a low-key way, he doesn't tell me, he's never told me anything because he low-key... Gotta let you do your thing. He's like, man. oh, that's like, I wish I could push my art like uh, mm. at a certain level, you know. So mm. that's fatherhood, I guess, too, right? Like, yeah. or parenthood, I should say, because 
I think a goal for every parent, and I, I can't speak for that because I'm not a parent, but I, I talk to lots of parents, young and old, and they say like the, the common objective is to, to raise your kid or your child so they're better than you could ever be. So like maybe that's like a certain way of your pops or your mom actually just kind of letting you do your thing. Once they trust that you're not going to be a fucking convict or a criminal. <laughs> but convict like, music. Well, it's yeah. Part of, yeah, it really is part of that like spectrum of allowing someone to become who they are. You know, people are just going to naturally grow up to be, yeah. no matter how much you want to train or teach someone to be a certain way, like people are stubborn. Kids or babies are stubborn. Like, oh. People's personalities as individuals, everyone, baby, adult, they're stubborn in their own way, or they have their own way of being, mm. right? So they're just being natural, right? Yeah. So I think, and you're, this kind of goes into the conversation about education mm. and like conforming. It's like squeezing everyone into the same one size fits all box spectrum of like a human being. It's yeah. like, yeah. how could that even make sense? Like, yeah, you're molding sheep. Yep. It's like sheeple. Sheeple, exactly. Like I mean, you're kids, and you're expected to sit still the whole. From what I, what I remember, the whole academic system uh, in, like, grade school at the time was just, like, it was so one-dimensional. Like, I remember my teacher in grade four, and I've talked about this before probably in different episodes, but this is such a fucking uh, um, prominent memory uh, from, like, grade school. It was, like, this guy, Mr. Simons, he was our teacher, and he would separate the math program in different groups. The green group, which is, like, the smarter group, obviously, and then the yellow group, which is like kind of like a little, little less academically <laughs> skilled. Yeah, yeah. I was at the, like the bottom of the yellow group, <laughs> and I was like, "This guy's fucking yeah. crazy." But I, you know, I didn't know what to. When you're a kid, you don't know any better, right? Mm. But that was kind of like my experience of that, and that's what I wonder right now. Maybe because I'm on the verge of like, maybe exploring the idea of having kids in the near future with my fiance, and you know, I guess when we do have kids, what the fuck are our kids going to be learning? You know what I mean? Yeah. In school, from us, it's like okay, parental per, parenthood is just whatever, but the school system is. I think that's a big topic, man. I think the the education, and we're seeing right now. We're talking like COVID. We're talking America. We're talking about like being like the states and what's happening. At, like you've got left, far left, far Ooh, right. This is gonna get deep, yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, you know, there's a lot to talk no, like, about. I mean, this uh, this episode is a long time coming, man. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm I'm happy. Well, I won't like. Well, I'll, let me just say that like the education is clearly creating this such a contrasted spectrum, um, and for some reason, it's it's also making people very ignorant on either side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you have ignorant far left and ignorant far right, and why? Like that's a good. Like it's like we. There's a lot of things there, though, right? There's like a lot of I, like we've talked about this on like on a ones or twos, but it gets deep as to why. But you know, so our education is clearly not serving the greater good of people, right? And you have a lot of people who are education has been such a like now you're also seeing everyone who's being sorry, you started videotaping. Yeah, <laughs> distracted a little bit. Yeah, my bad. Took me out of my mind. <laughs> Gotta get some footage, yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, no, you have a, look at all the. People our age, right, or a bit younger, mm -hmm. tons of kids graduating, tons, university degrees, college certificates, whatever it is, and what do they do? They might go to a to the job, but more than likely, the majority of them are going to go back to the mall or going to have oh, serving, real quick serving, ser quick serving jobs, right? Because 
everyone's burnt out and no one wants to go to work for the man right yeah that that and like the the idea of pretending to know like i have this certification or i have this qualification or this education i know what i'm doing but really like in your heart you have no idea what the fuck is happening in the real world That's it. so you're like out there projecting yourself as like yeah i went to school for this and a smart adult <laughs> like, exactly quote, quote, bigger and quotes. and the one thing i think a lot of um who's the guy who wrote uh, rich dad poor dad you know, oh, i forget his name uh, forget his name but i think he recently came out a lot of a lot of authors and people talking about like self-development and improvement are speaking out on the education system as to like why aren't you teaching kids about money and taxes and like the important things of credit to like that's that those should be pillars to to life that, that's literally the one thing you can go to jail for for that's not learning saying. properly so that's, that, that's the biggest hole in our education system bro. right now will put you in jail yes fucking trap and will they not teach you the one thing you've got like how many years in high school that you're not learning you're mm. not learning tax like what the you're learning how know? to behave and obey <laughs> exactly and how to just uh fucking be status quo that's the the stepladder that's why they have the whole system of grade one to grade eight authority figures sit yeah. down be quiet don't question the it's cult. all conditioning yeah the whole age. k to 12 gamut is like it's start you start it's kind of like what you see in like those like almost dystopian fucking post-apocalyptic shows everyone's yeah. wearing tunics there's like books on that like uh, Orwell and shit like that he writes like books Orwell on like in 1984 yeah stuff like that big brother like I think it's like it even goes past that though because it's so embedded in the system now in North America at least maybe even you know potentially in Asia too but I can only speak for North America heavily but it's like um, even university um, grads right now like the young millennials and they're getting they're paying a lot of money and they're getting all this education but some of them are so book smart but some of them are just socially still so stupid like because they think that they're studying all of these academic sources and all these things written Mm -hmm. sure it's of course you're going to be thinking that you know all the answers but i think real life experience when you can actually make real differences well i think life experience is the biggest form of currency and well, it's like, like it's that's a the simple, real education. It's, it's not that's about making education. differences or like it doesn't have to get that like which is very important, obviously. Mm. But it's about even walking into a room, like having a, like a social like exchange, conversations, yeah. Having conversation, intelligent conversation, comfortable conversation, that allows people to be like, you know, get yeah. into conversation about politics. It, get, it, it goes so much deeper, right? Yeah, but it yeah. just starts with being able. To have a simple conversation yeah. without that, having it being driven by an ego yeah or an agenda other, right third that's party it. outlier that's so yeah. yeah like you know when when you see that people are like completely book smart in that sense yeah who can't hold down or they're uncomfortable they're going they haven't had enough social experiences man even going to like that party and getting drunk and puking on the floor getting embarrassed you know what I mean <laughs> that one night you had that you regret for most the rest of your life it's formative, right? Just as much as reading a thousand books and like, you know, yeah, and downloading as much quote unquote knowledge. Mm-hmm. That's that's also important. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, you need balances, right? Yeah. Life is have, out there, man. Yeah. It's, we're in an ecosystem, and you need other people, other humans, and other social beings to to um, to thrive, that's right? It. So it's not like you can sit there and learn all this stuff in books. You can get a diploma. You can get, you know, all these accredited 
uh, credentials and all that stuff. But that is like half the fucking battle. That's half of the experience. And it's like, it's not like, I'm not saying if you're young, you know nothing. If you're young, you don't. It's just like, if you're young, chill the fuck out, be present. And like, ex- try to practice um, the, uh, and the mindfulness of going with the flow, acceptance, being aware, understanding how things work, and then formulating your own opinions rather than learning something from a book and rot- running with it so heavy to the point where you won't budge because mm. that'll get you That's in a, big, a different place. That happens. How many, oh, I want to ask you guys this. How many people have you ever known that kind of use the college or university thing as like a, a, an excuse to, to not make a move? Very often, man. It's validation. And they're, so they go A for, the, most likely their parents validation. are pretty on their ass. Mm-hmm. And then B, they're, they're there because they don't want to choose a career or a pathway for themselves. So they just keep on, oh, I'm taking this now. I'm taking that. Or they switch it halfway. They drop and go back in. And they're just, I guess, life pausing on it, a repeat. It goes back to the whole metaphor of dear time, reading. That's exactly what I was kind of thinking too. Yeah. Don't question. Don't look around. Don't try to figure kind of yourself out. Yeah. Focus on the book. <laughs> I mean, and not to get all like crazy... Uh, you know, like knocking like a certain type because people can change, people can be enlightened and stuff. But it's just like it, it's crazy to say that the vast majority of the people that we're talking about are like the same people in dear time that like didn't really want to question stuff. They just want to take the safe route. And again, if that is for you, if you're aware that you're choosing that, go mm-hmm. by all means because the world needs a balance for sure. But if you, for some reason, in like in your fucking heart, that you feel like you want to chase something, but you're being controlled or you're you 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 want to appease life is too fucking short for that like yeah if you're feeling torn on the like inside that you need to go chase something just go and do it not to sound 100%. all like whatever but i mean no, I f- totally like, i feel like it needs to be said we had a conversation with uh a female uh yesterday a woman we were at a on a patio <laughs> and bro just like a snippet from that whole conversation what i got out of it was she was 29 going on 30 and she was scared of being single as a woman at 30 years old mind you this is the first time we met her it's the first time we met her everyone's already drunk yeah right so like you're dumping this and me like this so that's so much that's a on fear her. that's a fear yeah that you meet a group a table she came to our table and she's just dropping this like what think about the the conditioning that she's the only reason she's scared and has that fear is because the rest of her friends are have a relationship or are having a family and she's left out from that Mm. and she's scared shitless about it women have that fucking crazy clock pressure a hundred percent but i think we all have some type of clock pressure if it's going to school impressing our parents and impressing friends whatever it is and that's something I think the only way you get to learn that lesson is understanding yourself and spending solitude or time making mistakes to understand like, oh, these my quote unquote friends, or these people don't really like fuck with me like that. Like, why am I giving them all this energy when I could utilize that on myself? Yeah. You know? I mean, that's like a, a, li- a real life skill that one has to earn. Like you can't like you actually have everybody has their own responsibility to earn that for themselves. Mm-hmm. But that takes, it takes work, but the work is worthwhile. But then you need all these open doors and maybe mentors. I think mentors are a huge thing for people, men and women. Um, but you need mentors to be able to 
unlock those fucking doors to other opportunities to kind of see what's going on. But if you start like, you know, if you're that person, dear time, status quo, streamline, it's hard because you got, you know, tunnel vision, mm-hmm. you got the blinders on and you think life is a race and like a race to success. But what this, you know, these people have maybe a, a common vision of success and they're lo- looking at the masses and that kind of goes back to psychology about sense of belonging but no one's actually self-actualized in that whole gamut because like i'm kind of going on a tangent here but i'm just talking about like the idea of belonging being feeling like you're part of a community because every human being wants that but then if you prioritize that mm-hmm. then you lose sense of self mm-hmm. and that's harder to reclaim yourself as an adult because you're so Im- you have all these different things embedded in you you know owning who you are yeah conforming is comfort right yeah exactly yeah it's like, and it's a safety mechanism from like wh- like the eon of time of like us getting by it's probably mm-hmm. why we're here now right yep. as the human species like conforming means what your your tribe is doing something you do it together you move as a pack right yeah. you and survive energy behind pack. that we are pack animals like that exactly. makes sense but in a modern world like we're not being chased down by wolves exactly like, We've evolved physically, maybe mentally, but (laughs) that's a whole different topic. But But even even then, don't you think there was there were times where you maybe had to go on your own path for a bit or a period of time where you were, you know, you had a sense of self that you were present, not your the entire life of being in that tribe, but there's a certain. I have these thoughts, hey, like all the time. Like, imagine the world without. We don't. We're not shown this enough, right? Imagine the world without any noise, no technology, no light pollution, nothing. Like mm-hmm. we're talking, like you walk outside, um, and this is the entire world, not just like you, you go camping and get nuanced instances of this. Like holy mm-hmm. shit, mm-hmm. I see every star in the sky. When yeah. you live in the city, you might see like five stars. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. go out, out, you know, in the boonies camping, you're gonna see, like littered with stars the stars light the, the floor Amazing. you know it's yeah. it's wild you hear all the bugs and the crickets you hear like snaps of twigs in the in the forest but moments like that you're self-actualizing like you're sitting there looking at the stars and you like you have nothing no noise to distract you but your personal thoughts you're cleansing and you're reconnecting with what is yeah and we're getting into like almost like a spiritual kind of like thing but I believe in that too because it's like when you're grounded it's like shit just makes sense the universe is aligning and like yeah. you're part of you're connected you know what I mean like you can feel the vibrations and the frequency of what's around you as opposed to like you said light pollution noise like when you're in the city it, that's why it's kind of like a contrast uh, it's kind of contrary sometimes it's like okay you're in the city because you need humans to to thrive and like humans make the world go around also right not yeah partially but but then what you also need to balance that. You need to find that balance of like getting away from the people too because we're complex. People or humans are complex balance, and right? we've evolved since like the hunter-gatherer days. But there's still like similar characteristics, right? They're still humans, but it's pretty much evolutionary biology. It's what it is, kind of, right? I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, Definitely, man. We so, just got mad deep. Yeah, and, like, yeah. <laughs> but imagine, imagine everyone on the planet having being forced to have introspective thoughts. Like, in, in a, like, you know, we think about these kind of thoughts a lot right now. Like, ooh, the world might end, right? I mean, COVID, 2020, it's been mm. a wild one, right? So, I mean, I'm one of those people who think if the world ends, 
I got my ninja, like I've got my survival skills. Like I'm, I'm I'd, I kind of low key would have fun. I don't want yeah. it to end knocking wood. Come on, like I'm not saying that at all. Yeah. Yeah. But I would have fun. I'm just saying that as well. Yeah. <laughs> who's to say it's ending and not beginning? Like, so here's some topics that we I think we have to go into for like, and this would be individual podcast. But yeah. if the world ended, what's the plan? What would you do? That's like a whole long topic. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did an Instagram live during like the beginning of COVID, and mm-hmm. I it was like actually so interesting. I uh, it was similar, but it was like, you know, what if there's an, a zombie apocalypse? Like you look out of <laughs> yeah. your window and people are just getting eaten up and everything is <laughs> chaos. What do you do? Where do you go? What's your escape route? And it, that sparks a huge conversation because it's so visceral that it um, it taps into raw survival heightened fears and like oh fuck imagine that i think everyone's thought about something like that before in their life right well yeah right. maybe not zombies but just like at some point survival like a, survival, yeah, survival. Like a moment human. of like running away from someone trying to kill you even that yeah. thought would be like what do you do right yeah but right now we're kind of forced to really think of like what if in 2020 if you haven't thought about that yet you have to because i don't know you're in a bubble that's like, that's a problem about people that, are in the bubble they they don't have that that's one thing that when we talk about the whole survival and human like history being in tribes we don't have to worry especially in the westernized world of having a roof over our head or where our next meal is really mm. right other places in the world they have to worry about that shit so they have more of a sense of like I, if I have to do some shit, I'm, I'm ready mentally. Yeah. Here, a lot of people cannot fathom the idea of some crazy shit happening. Well, yo, if, isn't it fucked up? If the power went out in all of North America for Bro, a week, how many people would die because of that? Not even the power. Let's say the internet just goes out. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. What happens? Yeah, there would literally be deaths because of this. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, There's deaths already because of COVID, suicides. Sh- You're yo, looking at the number of suicide rates versus... It is wild. It's fucking insane. It is wild. It's fucking crazy. I but, think... Sorry. Um, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no. Just, I was just going to go on about the survival thing and like cutting off electricity. Like, yeah. what, like where would you... Like, if you think about that, you know, everyone in the third world countries are like, that would happen. It goes out all the time. They actually yeah, have rolling blackouts to save energy. They they're adapt. Like, they, they've they got little cast ovens and stoves ready. They, mm. they, have, they have all the, the backup water. Yeah, we, laugh at, we laugh at them. Kitchen. We're sitting here on our phones laughing at them. Yeah. If this shit ever goes out, we're ass out. We're not tired. I mean, that's not, another not skill. Us, but, of course. <laughs> that's nobody for that, man. That's shit. another skill. Yeah. That's another skill besides taxes and, and monetary investments and all those things we should be being taught. How to grow your own food. How to set up a camp. Education. Educate, like actual real human needs. I like how you pulled that back because these are real topics and ideas that we need to have in our education system. So we're talking about like very important aspects to like human life. Yes. Survival. Learn that from a young age. Essence. Incorporate that type of stuff in elementary school. Like you're not, you're not going to. Um, program these kids into being just survivalists and preppers and shit but just let them be aware because who knows whether what's going to happen in the world well, like COVID it's, showed that it's right it's teaching like when I was a kid I was in skeletons but like, I was in skeletons yeah. for, for a while um, but teaching it's teaching someone common sense really it is skill like the knots etc but, but like a lot of it really was just basic common sense which mm. 
it's not so common like we've been hearing, right? Yeah. But it's a lot of it's like you look at something. There's a bear. What do you do? And it, you teach it. You're, you're learning about how things, your environment, to take notice of your environment and be like, self-aware. Be aware. Yeah. Have awareness at a, at a point where you're actually making proactive decisions based on what's happening presently or what may happen soon and having you're, a sense of danger yeah you're isolating yourself from the system you're not relying on the system no you're taking your independence and that's important that's very important that's i think what well now we kind of talked about this earlier but this is where you have education creating this whole crazy spectrum of riots and all these different things and people who are we touched a bit on mental health a little, mm. a little here and there but that's a deep one. Mental health. Oh yeah. Teaching that. Yeah, in that would be like yeah. that's mental big time. Well, or mental wellness. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's big time. Like that should be. That's a no-brainer to me. Like that's such a, a thing that should be in, integrated into the system early. Early meditation. Like, that'll help with all of these things. Will help, I think, with just human relationships in general. Like when you meet someone, it, it creates more trust in the relationship, in the other person. And I'm not talking about faithfulness trust. I'm just talking about trust that your partner. Or whoever you meet is not a complete like adult baby, you know what I mean? Like they can, you know, it's like okay, no, if stuff would happen. Okay, a, we're a winning team. Not like I have to take care of you and baby you. I mean, some people like that, but that also stems from other issues. You know what I mean? Yeah. Beware so of the adult baby. Yeah, the man child or the but that goes the back child. to the whole credential thing. I have I'm a CEO or uh, I have a top and they ten use that as tech company, yeah. and I, I have all this money and success. But mentally, they're still a child. They haven't, their soul, they haven't evolved and, and totally. grew from the other vital experiences that normal human beings yeah. should have. So they might have tantrums and all this shit, and they're, they're full-on adults. Yeah, it's they've always played sad. that chess piece. It's very always sad. forward. Like, that's their guard, right? Like, yeah. their fulfillment trap. Their ego, like, yeah. whatever it is. And, and once you bruise some, like, a very fragile person like that, that has, that positions himself in a way of, of, I'm this successful person that knows what's going on in the world, but they're so one-sided on the paradigm, and you bruise their ego, they, they don't know how to, re, like, they can't... They snap. True, they yeah. snap, man. But yeah. the thing, too, with that, like, just to add to that, is, like, it's... Once we realize that, especially like, you know, when we start growing as adults, whatever age that happens, that we start meeting people like that, start realizing that it's kind of like, how can we, how can those people get help? Or like, how can, you know, what do those people need? Because it's easy to look at them to be like, you're an idiot, you're a man baby, or you're a woman baby, like we were just saying. But it's also hard for people that are already awoken or they're already kind of life experience and understand that people go through that mm. how can we proactively or productively help our peers our siblings or the younger generation not fall into that trap mm-hmm. to sustain the rest of the world mm-hmm. yeah. to keep us going as opposed to like some of the social justice warriors out there they think they're so woke and they're just judging everyone and reprimanding everyone for not knowing but it's like okay don't you know that cheesy meme it's like don't hate educate that kind of makes sense to me Totally makes you know, sense. Strong 100%. people lift others up. They don't tear them down. Yep. So if and if you're, stronger, if you're going to tear some shit down, what's your solution? Exactly. That too. Yeah. Be yeah. productive. Be an active member of your community. Yeah. What could be local or global, but you choose. What if you want to create a big world for yourself? You're acting on. You're operating on a global community. And that's what sucks about like right now. It's so much pent up emotion that people are acting out on. 
without really questioning or taking a step back from the emotional side and looking at the logical longevity of what they're doing or what their actions are actually progressing to. They're not looking at what's down the road. They're just looking at right now. Mm-hmm. In a sense where we talk about being present in the moment, but when you're captivating something and pushing hate towards it, I feel like you kind of get lost in your own, your own way and you're not really seeing the full spectrum of what's actually happening. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people... Oh. It's like anti-racist, I guess, like on Instagram, and they're, and they're like just pushing out a bunch of like like posts and stories. War and, vomit. And so charged, it's like they're yeah. charged, and you could tell they're gonna get triggered. They're triggered for everything. Someone yeah. says something, they're like screenshotting their messages from fr- like. It's just yeah. crazy. You're yeah. sitting there in your room, harnessing all that negative energy. It's mm. for a quote-unquote good cause, and it is for a good cause. Like mm-hmm. yo, I'm I'm mixed. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't want anyone being racist. The fuck. Yeah. It's the yeah. last. We've thing all I want. experienced. But bro, I'm seeing some like some people out there. They're stressing me out. I'm like, you're you're just you're there's so much negative energy. And yeah. You're just yeah. Cycloning that energy. You wake up and you're ready for that, like, and you've done it for the last like few months. Like, maybe just take a break for a yeah, moment. Yeah, man, it's like it's stop being a social justice warrior because it's not doing shit. There's people that want to feel like they're contributing <laughs> something, but they don't know where that's displaced anger and Again, angst. Right? right? They're probably sitting at that office or in the chair, and they're like, "I can't do anything," but I'm here and I'm mad, and mad but yeah, I got to work. Friends, and they have good. A lot of them have good intentions yeah. to yeah. put put that out there, but and they it, don't understand. They're feeding a fire. Yeah, yeah, it's dangerous, man. It becomes dangerous, and like, you know, I sent Nate. I won't really like post about this because we could save this topic for another time. But I I sent Nate something. I don't know if I sent you. I'll send it to you. Or we'll, I'll show you after, but. It was a post about something political, maybe not political, but something to do with a very current social issue that people are, um, you know, picking apart, playing around with. And it's just one of those things that I'm like, okay, if someone reads the headline of this, everything's clickbait because the attention span on social media is super low. But when someone sees that, it's going to... These people aren't being mindful of what they're spreading. Maybe they have good intentions and maybe they have studied it. But when you're posting something so surface level you're spreading a lot of misinformation to people that don't know how to use that information don't know how to receive it properly mm-hmm. so it's like you're doing the half-assed job it's and it's causing like, more of a division than a is. unification a thousand percent and i think that's where it becomes dangerous and that, i think like, it's so yeah. complex right because you have you've got to think about this dude there's so many uneducated people out there or ignorant yeah. people yeah yeah so you know, it's the same as someone dropping some like a dumb phrase or saying a stupid statement, and you're like, "Bro, what the fuck did you just say?" Like, yeah, and it's no. not because they're they're hateful; it's mm-hmm. just because they have they lack understanding or they have, they lack experience, right? Yeah. So now think of people making memes and people making visuals, right? Online, and everyone can do it now, right? Like everyone's got a cell phone, so we can literally draw up or t- save a picture, write some text over it. But now the weight of those memes and those visuals, it, it, it's the, it gets sent around, you know? Like, it's not just you saying to a friend, oh, this is one temporary conversational blip, you know? These things now last forever. So you, yep. it might even be from the same dude who creates this little meme. His mindset might have been here. And let's, let's talk positively. Maybe he's been enlightened in the last year. And he'll never, he's a Buddhist fucking angel now. Mm-hmm. Would never say anything like that, but if you create a meme, it still exists. That yeah. negative and people seed, find that. And, and someone else will take it and spread yeah. it and move it around. It's the Even whole. Though, you know, the creator's gone past levels and, yeah. and changed. 
Well, that's human, right? right? That's humanity, it's like, right? Um, people want progress and progressiveness, but that's progressiveness too. People don't give people a chance uh, to progress. Or, you know, if they want to dig up dirt, they're already negating the idea of prog- progression. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's kind of con- contradictory. So it is silly. And I think the people that really knew, know what's up, they're staying a little bit quiet or they're, they're a little more patient and accepting and aware of what's going on because they know that type of mindset and approach. You know, the social justice warriors that are totally erratic, they know that that's not a sustain- sustainable approach and the no. world won't let it get to a point. Sometimes it does feel like it because there's a lot of that being shared and spread around through social media mm. and that's become the biggest fucking platform in the world today. But I think the real ones have the the true that you know that uh that energy that real big mind energy to just be like okay it's not going to play out like we won't like the real ones won't let the world get to that and if mm-hmm. it starts becoming a problem we kind of know what to do yeah and you have those hard conversations you start teaching people but i think it does have to have that balance shit's got to hit the fan yeah. and there's gotta it's just weird like now when you talk about like like if you have if you made up your mind that this is the right thing to do right now at this point you have to understand you can't get mad at other people for not being up to speed to where you are or, or to understand what you're going through because no matter how much knowledge we have whatever it is we we're all at that point that that person you're mad at we were there at one point yeah exactly in our life so pay it forward yeah you have to you have to reciprocate you, you can't just push out all this energy mixed with hate and, and expect great things to happen out of that. It's not how the world operates. Actually, to build off that, just one second, instead of pay it forward, it's like pay it backward. Yeah. yeah. How about that? Yeah, that's better. Anyway, yeah, I just had to throw that in there. Better, but it's like a cool way of thinking about it. Yeah, it's a reframing, right? But but this is this is where I this is even where I go when I have when I talk to people and it it, it sucks because you don't want to DM someone and get into this like oh. half the time it's it's like. Who wants to text that long anyways? This is Pointless, such a yeah. deep conversation. It has to be a real conversation. 100%. But I always attack it with like, yo, I challenge you to be creative. Like, be creative. Think creatively. Mm. What does that mean? Think outside the box. Like, what can you do that you have skill set for? Are you a singer? Make a song about it. Are you a writer? Write something about it. Are you a, I don't know, a sculptress? 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 Mm-hmm. Make a sculpture of it. Right? Yeah. For it. Or represent what your feelings, your emotions are. That's a productive way and a new way of taking on these ideas and these arguments that you want to make yeah right like, or think of yeah. something outside the bottom of creative charity like whatever the that's hell it is the beautiful thing about being a human being is we're very creative people yeah that's what separates art is like creativity not to sound all weird but like art is kind of a form of like life or lifestyle yes. it's like it feeds into life which is love you know yep. what I mean it's like if you create something out of love yes you're creating my more brother. life, my brother. That's more it. better energy, and it's like you start you start pushing out all that room for all that hateful shit, all that negativity. That's what it comes Because you're down so to. focused on the loving part of what you're actually investing into, and then you start to realize like, it's not so fucking bad. Whatever, you know, everyone starts to chill the fuck out. And my the, guy, boom. I gotta take a hard <laughs> unconditional piss, love. That's like, okay, if I if you had to draw me a picture of, or just tell me like your your podcast studio, you know, Rogan's got his thing yeah. set up, yeah. I don't know. Have you thought about it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Nate yeah. can go first. What do you, what do you think? <laughs> oh, you? man. I just know, like, we'd have... It would either be, like, like individual seats or, like, a big couch or something. And then we wouldn't have to, like, lean forward, like, how we're doing this now. <laughs> like, we'd actually just be, like, chilling. We'd have, like, the actual mics with the, the arm or whatever. 
in position and then like a three camera setup. So you'd have like one overseeing us and then one on each of our faces in the background. I'm not sure what would be in the background, but it would be something something interesting. It'd be like random shit. Nice. I feel like funny shit. Cameras and rigs set up around. Yeah, Lighting. but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you have any perspective. Um, I definitely do. I um, I mentioned this before, but I would like to take it mobile if mm. possible. Oh, that's cool. That would be cool. So if we can get mics and mic people up, we can take walks or like uh, somewhere. So, I mean, that would be a little more advanced in terms of like editing and kind of staying um, staying on track. But again, since we're kind of conversation based and personality based mm. a podcast, I mean. It could go with the flow. It would be challenging, but it would be pretty interesting. Be Maybe interesting. not even always, but if we could sit at a diner table, oh yeah, get like a quiet corner, dude. That would have, be uh, that would lapel. be the aesthetic, bro. But yeah, if we have like live straight up diner, yeah, if we have live mics, I mean It'd something like active, right? Yeah. So we could be walking around. We could take a walk on the beaches or whatever, or down King Street, and you know that con- it'll it'll dude, kind of feed dude, into dude. the idea of it'll feed into the idea of <laughs> having that video component, so yeah. it becomes more episodic. Yeah. As opposed to just a conversation. It's going to be conversation mixed with visual cues. Kind of, I think it would be more dynamic. It so would be cool vision. to start it out like as a walk on the, on the beach or like walking through a park or whatever, right? And then like midpoint, we go to like our diner place, wherever it is. And that's where and we, we have, frame. we all get in the frame and then more conversation starts there. Yeah. That's kind of like the intro that I was, I was trying to do for the biking stuff. Yeah. I, I think I storyboarded some of it before and which I'll bring up, uh, Sheldon, I'll bring you up onto that mm-hmm. for the sh- stuff we're shooting. Yeah. Cause it'd be a sick intro idea. I think it would be kind of cool. Yeah. It'd be cool to have different, you start at different locations, but you end up back that maybe, one spot maybe that that's the intro that I was trying to show would be sick. that we were in terms of discussing how we were gonna set up mm. series yeah mm. it's kinda like almost um, like a sitcom that intro. could be a thing though yeah it could be that could, could be, be a lot of different things man I, that could be a thing <laughs> I have the storyboard on no, my illustrator I'm, I'm file I'm seeing that I'm seeing that like your, your visions for these po- like the podcasts like where you're going with it that's cool yeah. that's cool I'm I think seeing a, like the yeah the original oh, yeah. idea I think we had was like just conversations at a diner. Like you you look at Seinfeld, right? Mm. And some of the craziest conversations they were at a fucking diner. Oh, all the time. And like yeah. it's just like that point, the crossroads of like chaos in life of living in New York City and shit, but like that one place where like you go and everybody knows there and you're just like connecting again. There's it's that. a diner synonymous for just conversations right yeah. like it's it's you're not paying attention to the dining experience of food it's kind of greasy spoon but yeah. you're focused on the conversation some the of the best convers- some of the best conversations i've ever had in my life were at a diner yeah some it's of the true. most meaningful conversations i've ever had were at a diner and interesting people and like the time i think the time is interesting too like yeah. you go to a diner yeah. at 2 a.m versus 7 a.m whatever it is but it's still like this one common ground where it's like what you did before that or what you're about to do the diner still it stays there like that diner conversation so like we were we you know even when we were in school Nate I think he made this name up at some point because we'd always just like fuck around banter and whatever and he's like diner voice and I was like yo that sounds sick (laughs) when we were gonna start a 
it kind of is but there's different things about it like cool. i mean when done. when we when we started stuff we were going to actually start a, a design kind of collective like team up and we were going to be called Di- the diner boys mm. oh yeah yeah because yeah, it's just like it's that, hokey that but it's dope. fun man and it kind of well, like a vintage yeah so i have old designs on my illustrator in my illustrator files from like 2012 2013 with like diner boys diner diner boy studio Dude, I'm down to get that tatted at some point. We have to. So, well, you, you kind of put this thing out there like the time you go to a diner. When do, when do I go? I go to a diner. It's like eight a.m. or nine a.m. Like morning shit. Yeah. Or after the hangover, you wake up. That might be like eleven. Anyways, it's it's the first thing in the morning. Yeah. You're probably hungover. You need some greasy spoon, right? Yeah. Or in the middle of the fucking night. That's yeah. me. After, That's again, me. After like Thompson. Yeah. Thompson. I, I would like I'll go on a date or whatever. We end up at the Thompson at like 2, 3 a.m. And, and that's what they make movies about. You know, like yeah. shit goes down to the diners. Shit is fucking beautiful, man. And like it the dynamic the is always <laughs> different. It's never the same <laughs> dynamic. I've had like, I've met up with like, um, you know, Majid. Yep, yep. He had this, it was called Gentleman's Breakfast. And he invited a selective, um, Majid's like, He's like a mentor to me. He's my work manager. He's like this crazy tech dude. Really like, he kind of thinks like you. He's kind of all over the place. He's mm-hmm. amazing ideas. Anyways. The artist mind. <laughs> yeah, but he like, he, he's, yeah, he's awesome. Um, cool. But he invited me to one of these talks and the CEO, Steve uh, from Station Cold Brew was there. He had like all these people that are like making moves in the city and we're just talking about like relationships and all these different things. But that was in the diner too at like 6 a.m. When they're doing that, yeah, it was a refined like, conversation. Yeah, it's right? all it's different nice. times, just different conversations. But it's all there's that sense of familiarity where you're comfortable. Yeah, like and you you're know where you're going. Yourself with yeah. conversation and food. Yeah, yeah, you're winning. So true. Fucking, let's start this diner, boys. Fuck diner, yeah, boys. Yo, I'm getting inspired. Getting diner boy tats. Where do we? Where are we getting that, man? Uh, wherever, man. Where. Can I be part of the club? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, bro. Diner boys is fucking. Uh, diner I, boys I, is I low key like. There's a diner over by. Um, I don't know the name of the street. It's where. Uh, Brian is spared to his shop. Camden so. Street. Camden. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right by Ooh, the old Six City barber right? shop. Yeah. I've actually never been there, but I've seen it. It looks like a yeah, the diner. Avenue? menu looks is that great. Avenue? Avenue Diner. Camden? No, no, that's not that one. Camden Street Diner? I forget what the name of it is, but it's yeah. It's right beside there. Anyways, every time I see that, I walk my dog by there every day. And I've been yeah. there a few times. Yeah. But I used to know, I used to go there often for the morning I, when I was working on the Queen West block yeah, over yeah, there. Yeah. Tons of mornings, hungover as fuck, and you need that greasy spoon. Yeah. Like, nothing's gonna sell your stomach back down before you have to start cutting hair all over again. Mm. Like, <laughs> diner food. Anyways, like, every time I walk by that joint or I go there, I'm like, shit, it would be dope to run a diner. Yeah. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Hey, that's man. what I'm saying. It'd Pick be kind of else. Like, I don't necessarily want to cook or anything like that's that. That's what I mean. But, but just to create the diner, atmosphere, the dynamic. So dope. That's what I'm big on. Well, bro. I mean, it's more than just like what the diner serves. And that's part of it operations wise. I think that'll be important too. But I feel like if we could be the operators, like the marionettes of how the diner is going to be branded and positioned. <laughs> And how it mean? lives, how it breathes. Yeah, that's like a diner's a like diner. We both, I don't, I don't know if like you, we're in the serving industry, but we both have experience in that too. I think that's one thing is like, um, like customer service or serving a person to feel welcome. Or feel like that was my, my whole thing is like, if you don't like, if you walk into my place, you don't feel like you're shy or like you don't feel comfortable. I fucking pick up on that right away. And I'm like. That shit makes me feel uncomfortable. So, like, my number one thing is making you feel comfortable. So, you're your authentic self. Nathan for president, everybody. 
<laughs> yeah, man. No, but like, yeah, that's, I feel, food and drink will always be of need for people. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you can enhance that experience in a fucking creative way, I think people like us can really capitalize on that for the short time we're here on Earth. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think Toronto, oh, Toronto has like Feels, a lot of, yeah. uh, I think they're lacking in the diner department. We don't have diners. That's you know, what I mean, bro. Great breakfast spots. I mean, yes. there are. Yes, there there's are. a lot of there's, overrated. Yeah, I'm not saying they aren't. Too. They aren't out there, but yeah. I'm saying there should be more. <laughs> you know, I breakfast. I well, I mean, right now, everyone's going to be scared of opening a, uh, a restaurant. Yeah, it's, a, it's a different, tricky time. But tricky I mean, the time, idea will never but, leave. You know, really, when yeah. things go back to normal, in retrospect. Yeah. You know, we'll be able to look back to this and be like, okay, boys. <laughs> like, if you could name a diner, like, each each one of us would have to name top diner. If one diner were to stay open in Toronto, what diner would that be? It's probably tough. Because there's not many like that. There's not, like... Like, diner-style place or diner. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's hard, man. I, 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 I remember one of the first places I used to go to that diner. What's it on uh, Dundas Square there? There's a few of them. Um, um, Johnny Rockets? Across from Johnny Rockets, it's tucked away, right by the Jazz Bistro. Oh, Senator. Nah, it's not. Across from the Senator, there's a diner there. Oh, Friends. Friends. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. like the first diner yeah. I was familiar with when I moved here. Friends um, is like a staple. It's, it's a like, staple. It's man. it's nothing great and it's, it's pretty yeah. commercial. But yeah. dude, I still rock Friends often. Jen yeah. and I will go. But, but for, it's a diner. Yeah, but for like character, I'd say Lakeview. Lakeview's classic, man. Yeah. That's they got substance behind it. They got History. a fucking painting of Guy Fieri. First thing you see when you walk in yeah. the door. A lot of movies filmed in there. Yeah, Damn, boondock man. scenes. But I even like Wimpy's, man. I love Wimpy's. I don't think I've been to Wimpy's. No, Wimpy's yet, man. is never had Wimpy's. Fuego. <laughs> bring and us, bring us know, to Wimps. Let's go. People are probably like, "What the fuck's this guy talking about?" Wimpy's is Wimpy's, but again, I have a personal bias to Wimpy's because I had great conversations, meaningful conversations at Wimpy's, which yeah. happens to be a diner. But then. I think diners too, do try to capitalize on that diner feel because there is something there that even we're not the first to discover this. But no. if we could do it in our way, I feel like I feel confident about that. Yeah. Maybe we're not the first people to feel this way, but it's, it's anyone's game. But there's a reason why. Like, I, I want to dig into that more. Like, why are, why are diners so common in, in movies? That's a good question, man. Look, okay, name some popular scenes in diners and movies classic movies I mean, the only thing I'm thinking about more recently is like the movies yeah but I'm thinking like you know the Childish Gambino uh, track I can't remember what song it was but he's dancing in the diner I he's sort of like a cra- the video, he's sort of like a crack it in a diner sort of thing and he's like talking to this girl like Jamie can you pull that up Jamie pull that up <laughs> Jamie pull that up real quick yeah, is it uh, which one is that sober it might be sober it might be sober I think yeah, actually I think, I, think I might have seen that that's a fire song yeah yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's the, the one. Like, See, diners. I think that's it, all. You always come back to that. Though. I think what yes. it, it does. Yeah, watch out for that copyright. Yep, yep. But uh, I think what it does. I think the commonality of that what people like about diners are it's got an old time classic feel when shit was real when there was mm. less, um, like saturation, of like technology and all this stuff it was just based on like soul music diners music rock and roll it was about love relationships feelings liking a girl taking her asking her to dance and shit but now everything's about like ulterior motive not everything but there's a lot of ulterior motives but this simplifies which people crave with they don't even know they crave simplicity Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah diners bring you back to simplicity exactly 
and that's where you get all the different types of people. You're not, you don't have an expectation of, oh, there's just going to be suits there, or there's just going to be like skaters there. Literally, every single person is there. Yeah, every type of person. Fucking long live the diner. (laughs) Damn. But yo, even like lane makers like have diner shirts, like diner like. That okay. could still be an art. Oh hell yeah! Treatment yeah. for I a maker shirt. I'm, I'm right? sourcing kind of vintage retro shirts right now. I've been been looking. Um, lane making diner. Yeah, <laughs> but like okay, f- for instance, I don't know if you guys ever watched the original Beverly Hills 90210 back in the day. Oh yeah, my mom put me on that yeah. early. Like the I Peach so Pit. Much, yeah, the Peach Pit was a classic diner, and they had like those sick bowling shirts. The Sonic Diner, like those yeah. things are timeless. They don't really go away, and I, you gotta wonder why. Because it's not about the food and chef, which that's important too, hospitality. But diners are like that, and they play the middle part of mm-hmm. like hospitality restaurant, but like it's like the in between of everyone's day. And everyone has a day, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, it's a cross section, a daily cross section. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we're. It's funny because being a barber, you talk to so many different walks of life, right? So, yeah. In a lot of ways, I can see like the diner being that. A done is a daily, right? A barbershop's yeah. a monthly or bi-weekly or, or weekly for some guys. But the diner can be... It, some people go to the same diner every single morning. Yep. You know? So yep. you might go once or twice a week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You might only go once a month, but that really is that that's the watering hole. That's, you know? yeah, it's that's the, the thing. Like the animal pit. Like, <laughs> everyone gets there. Mm. If you drop your title for a moment. Yep. You know, you put your badge down, you put your, your jacket down, your coat, yeah. your uniform. Yep. And you're, you're not just, expecting, like, amazing service or incredible food. Yeah, yeah you do your thing. Now. That's where you go to regroup in your own mind. You go mind. level yeah. down a little bit and yeah. I'm you thinking level of, up by filling your stomach up. I'm thinking <laughs> of so many movie scenes filmed in diners. Epic scenes right <laughs> oh, now, bro. man. You like guys Grease, want me to drop them? I don't know. Grease is another one. Yeah, like, Grease. Uh, you got The Equalizer. You guys ever seen The Equalizer? Yeah, Denzel yeah. Washington. Yeah. Guy mm-hmm. goes to a diner mm-hmm. every night, reads his book, places his shit there properly. Yep. Shit goes down in that diner. <laughs> you got... Have you seen Baby Driver? Yeah. I love yeah, that yeah. movie. Dude, that's a sick movie. Wicked soundtrack. The, he meets the love of his life at a diner. Shit also goes down at that diner. But, and that's where you're kind of like least expecting shit to go down. But it always goes down in movies always at diners. Always goes down, man. Always. It goes down in the diner. It goes down in the diner. Yeah, handsome devil right there. Jason Priestley, Ian Ziering. Wow. Fucking yeah. amazing times, man. So diner, diner's the move. Yeah. Diner boys. <laughs> We've been heavy on that for the past, like, what, six years, seven yep. years? Yeah. So we got, maybe we should capitalize on something about a diner. Have to. We owe it to ourselves. Um... Quick little rapid-fire question for each of you guys, myself included, too. One thing that's causing the world craziness right now. What's the main thing? Donald Trump! (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, we'll take it. There's no wrong answer here. But that's that's like a very convoluted answer because is it really Donald Trump or is it someone trying to use Donald Trump's figure or name as a reason to cause chaos. Mm. That could be it, too. You know? Is it actually him? Or is it a group utilizing that image of, that meme of... Is I feel like Donald Trump right now is more of a meme than he is an actual person. A figure. I think so, too. And what? who's created this meme? Or I think it's the collective consciousness, but there might be a who. 
but there's an organizer, an orchestrator, a conductor. Right? Yeah. Right. And if you look at it, he, he's you. Okay. What's what is the meme? Like, let's let's describe the meme right now. What what is Donald Trump? This orange, right orange-haired clown, racist, KKK, fuckhead who does not give a shit about anyone except rich white people. And That's what the media is. He's got he's got the kissy lip. Yeah, he's a fucking <laughs> idiot. He could start World War Three at Spunting any moment. Yeah. Yeah. Button finger on the red button. Yep. Finger on the red button, yeah. yeah. But, is he though? I don't have the answer to that. That's A lot of people don't. A lot it's of people so. think they have the answer, but... Everyone so, everyone loved the guy before he was president. It's true. It's but true. everyone wants somebody Rap to songs. blame. Everybody yep. wants somebody to blame, right? Because accountability is not something very easy to own. It's wild. It's wild to see that, that the... You know... The world is going through all this, like, I think right now it's like a release of pent-up energy and anger. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's movements around the world right now where there, there's uprising and riots. Yep. And there's a whole section of people who are actually backing Donald Trump. Hmm. Oh, yeah. And this is the first time I've ever seen this, I guess, in my lifetime. We're still young, 30, but, like, like you, you guys have heard the uh, QAnon? Like I'm just saying, like, you know, I've the heard whole, you guys say QAnon. I don't talked about this. I don't go bit. down these holes too much, but yeah, go ahead by all means. So, whatever that movement is, there's people in other countries protesting for this quote-unquote like American. If it's right now, we like the media is treating it as uh, what is it? Conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. Yep. But to me, it's wild because the whole theory is about. Okay, you Nate. How how what is the theory? About? How do you wrap that up real quick? What is QAnon, real quick? Uh, QAnon is an organization that's anonymous, that's from my knowledge, working within the government. Um, essentially, patriots that are pushing towards more of truth and honesty within the government, and getting a lot of the the scum out of the government. Okay. And the whole the whole premise is that there's a lot of because I, I got down my rabbit hole the other yeah. day I got it on my phone and I, not the other day the last last couple of weeks like what is this what's up I've been hearing about this so I go I dig deep mm. and um, I love a conspiracy theory you know what I mean when someone told me about the flat Earth theory I'm like yeah. obviously bullshit immediately but I still want to know what the fuck kind of knowledge are these guys taking in to feel like this is real mm. so i'll still look up look that up the the moon landing conspiracy like how we didn't land on the moon what's a cons before we go any further what is a conspiracy <laughs> we're theory? jumping real quick <laughs> but um yeah, yeah no what is a conspiracy what is a conspiracy a conspiracy is i'm kind of tainted because i heard i read something else too mm. the cia created the word conspiracy True. that's a fact so i i i, I fell upon this little I don't know if it was a meme or something, but someone put that on Instagram. I was like, oh, oh, really? Is that a thing? What's it mean to conspire? I guess it's something where you're... What? I don't, I don't even know what it... Like, how do you... People use it all the time, but nobody knows what yeah, yeah. Well, conspiring yeah, is. Yeah, define it's, it. What is... Like, like you're Making... There. You're conspiring yeah, a plan. Devising a plan. Like, it's literally a group. Devising a plan? Or is it a plan? Or is it more like... You're you're deco- you're deconstructing, like you're deconstructing mm. a plan, maybe. Yeah. 
Well, essentially, that's that's a whole thing. Is a conspiracy is people conspiring to push an agenda or something without public knowledge. Conspire. So, like, what are the root words? Like, con means like to negatively do something, right? Mm-hmm. Spire. I'm not. I don't. I'm not like a Latin derivative. <laughs> Sorry, but like, I mean, it, it's. I think it's too granular. But like. It. In terms of the whole idea general, yeah. of a conspiracy theory, could we all agree that people that have a lot a lot of money would get together and devise a plan that would work into their benefit? Hell motherfucking yeah. Like is that a possibility? Yes. <laughs> I would I would say I mean, so. Like yeah, okay, I'll say yeah. Yeah. But of course, yeah. Yeah. Why so wouldn't you? That th- those are people conspiring. Right. So we have we let's say there's we call them the people above the puppet masters are conspiring. What are they conspiring about? Why would they want to conspire? I'm about to take my socks off. For <laughs> shit. This is going to go deep. Pick your socks off. Get that, anti, off, get that get that antiperspirant. Put it on your palms okay. and your feet. Get ready. About to cozy up right now. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's hard to say, though. Like, what is what is the like? It's sort of misleading too, right? If you think of like people who are conspiring, and you, and to, it's a label, right? And the, the minute someone starts looking or digging too deep and asking questions, they throw conspiracy theorists they on them. Have or, to make you look crazy. Yeah, that's and we crazy all think talk. Of conspiracy theorists like, oh, oh, fuck, conspiracy, like, blah. Psh. You throw them in the garbage immediately when you hear, oh, it's a conspiracy. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, yeah, it's automatically discrediting anything that you're saying because it's insane. But what is speaking insane? Go ahead. Here's a definition of conspiracy. It's a noun, plural, conspiracies, obviously. So a conspiracy is a secret plan by a group to do something unlawful or harmful. A conspiracy to destroy the government is an example. Mm -hmm. So the mass noun would be the action of plotting or conspiring. So an example would be they were, they were cleared of conspiracy to pervert the court the course of justice. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, yeah that's, mean, that's the that's the definition according yeah. to whatever. So like looking at history of what we know as history, what we're taught, I think there's a lot of conspiracy that's happened within regimes. Oh, I, I love ancient history, but like. In terms of like this modern history, like our modern, modern history, modern whatever history, it's it crazy. is, Rome, like, Egypt, you want to talk about wars? Conspiracies happen all the time. How? How? Let's conspire to the art of war. Exactly. That's it. That's part of this, and this is a a massive. Well, is it not psychological war? You know what it's I mean? A spiritual war. It could be strategy really and is. spiritual war. Yeah, it really is though. I like I like that though. It really is something that's being used against our our freedoms and our, you know, like, I'm more like on the side of it where it's, it's, I'm seeing it being used as a, a slapstick, easy way to, to shut a whole idea down. Yeah. Right. So now getting back on this QAnon thing was right, kind of where we got it. Hmm. What I found funny was I looked up at a QAnon shit <coughs> and I, when, I was, when I first started looking to, into it, Twitter hmm. wasn't banning it. All of a sudden, like the same week, they banned it. Yeah. And then a few weeks later, Instagram banned it, mm-hmm. like, or the main searches. So when you search it, it's like, um, this, this has been blocked in your area, whatever it yeah. says, right? It's, yeah. it's blocked, Google right? Google filters it out. They filter it out. It. Yep. 
But if it's a theory, what about what about all these other stupid theories? There's a billion theories. Yeah. There's just a ton of theories yeah. that have been online. We've grown up with like YouTube where we were like it's remember the like back in the day YouTube yeah. where there's a bunch of shit like well, I guess they I guess they cut a lot of that shit off too. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, it, but aliens. Aliens like Area Fifty One. Yeah, and there's there's Even been before YouTube they cut that out. And there's currently yeah. shit like Antifa. Yep. There's currently shit like um, a KKK. Yep. They're not necessarily banned and 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 black. No Nazi stuff. Blacklisted. All the Nazis. That shit. That shit gets get shown so like it's cute. and I was looking into it and there was nothing okay there it gets pretty deep right I'm not saying it doesn't get deep but <clears> still <throat> it makes you ask questions like why does he get cut across the board mm. blocked 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 it's very it's very intriguing to me whenever it's it's like whenever something as a, just the person and this kind of talks in like pulls back to like being that kid in school read your book mm. you know sit mm-hmm. there Behave. It's that yeah, same feeling, man. Like coming back full circle to yes. that. Yeah. It's that same feeling when they're like someone's like, do this because like or don't look at this because yeah. I told you that like something's itching me. Like, but why though? Yeah. You yeah. Know? And that That's feeling is fuel. I'm not saying I'm a QAnon-er or that I I even fully understand what they're getting into. Mm-hmm. I'm more just saying like like devil's advocate. If it's if it's a conspiracy theory, why don't you just la- like. Allow it. Yeah. Allow it, bro. Like, let people post whatever the fuck they want to post. Yeah, just like any any other harmful... Fucked up shit there is out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, I wonder um, what's stopping them from doing that. And the thing with the QAnon movement, really, because I, I looked at a couple things, and I, I'll, I'll make like a like a, a generalization from the mo- majority of the posts that I was reading. It's like, mm. their whole thing was like, don't play, make action. Like, don't do anything. Like, yeah. sit back and enjoy the show. That's yeah. what they say. Ton, that's my right? problem with it. So, they're like, do your research and figure it out for yourself. That's like the whole main QAnon. Like, that's how they move. Like, that's their statement. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. they tell each other, whoever's learning into it, like, reading it up or searching videos online, that's always what they kind of tell you. Like, yeah. or cue that cute person has said. Yeah. So, isn't it weird that they they block that as conspiracy as a, as a threatening conspiracy theory when their whole mandate's like what if this is a conspiracy theory Boom. for conspiracy theories Boom. right right it, it never ends though that's the thing it's, and then, like, oh, it's like so the- how much time do people invest and again me not knowing much about this this is just like surface level because it goes deep i think i'm capable of going deep with these things but how deep are are individuals willing to go? And that's not for me to answer. That's for every individual to answer, right? How much seeking do you want to do? And everybody might differ. Like, if mm-hmm. truth is very important to you, you might want to keep going deep, and that's totally your prerogative. And if you do dig up something that's really sensitive, you might have a fucking old man with a black tie and a black fucking suit at your door with an alien <laughs> hand. It's happened. No, I mean, you know what I mean? But well, yo, because this ties into, like, Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Right? So, if you're happy with your life the way it is, then <laughs> don't don't dig. That's done. Done. Yep. Bottom line. Nobody's forcing you. No one's forcing anyone <clears throat> to do anything. But what's funny is COVID has like a slap, a backhand to that whole ignorance is bliss mindset. Backfired. Heavy. It was a big backhand in everyone's quote-unquote bliss this was just like this is the same effect as before the internet 
because yeah. that's when they were able to really sweep shit under the rug. Yeah. Once the internet imagine, came, imagine those times, man. Crazy. Sharing knowledge across the world. So it's it's well, a, people speak now. Exactly. People can communicate. I was definitely around when the internet wasn't around. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, the internet was probably around, but like, I Not the first used. time I ever got the internet on my computer, on like dial-up, was mm. I was in grade ten. Yeah. So I was, I was fucking yeah. operating. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I just started using Yahoo Chat, and I was like, "This is the coolest shit ever." Yeah. Hey, want a cyber? <laughs> ASL. So it's like ASL, all before that, everyone's MSL. getting their knowledge through what textbooks, newspapers, watching the news. Imagine the delay in, in having to print and deliver and yeah. publish something when you're leaving information up to somebody else Fuck. that you don't have full control mm-hmm. or answers to. So like, the narrative changes. Yeah. A lot. Oh man, like that's that's, but it would become again back to a common sense thing. It's like, bro, you if you had power, if you had money, what are the two elements you would? If you had all the money in the world, and you want power, like money to a certain at a certain aspect doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? You're bored. You're like shit. I got all the money. Like I'm that one. Once you have the most money, you're always going to be there. Yeah. Right. No one can ever. You know, can never test that. Like mm-hmm. your your money can create more money, right? At a, at, like I'm talking like the highest levels of mm-hmm. of the richest people in the world. So what's the other game they have to play? Power. Power is the only thing that's going to stimulate their minds in order to to do anything. To mm-hmm. wake up the next day. Like money after a certain level is irrelevant. So mm-hmm. the game they play is about power. Yep. Well, because they work in parallel sometimes especially they definitely work in parallel because yeah like money is power but then it's also there's, there's not much spirituality well there's in a that, level right? where it supersedes like it even, supersedes because exactly. they've yeah. created let's look at this on levels right they put like, it on a pedestal we have this rat race where we're after money and once you're spiritually in tune money doesn't once you're out of the materialistic world of living money really doesn't mean anything right yeah They've created, let's say this is a game or a level of you're chasing money. We created the money. We created this paradigm. It's a game, yeah. Of what, what you're living in. So you have to play the game to get the money to get to the success. We already have the money and the success. What else are we after? And this goes back yeah. to power. Control. So in power. what ways can they achieve that power? Yeah. They just gamify everything. Yo, say if you were one of the puppeteers. Say if you're like the fucking whatever, whoever is at the top. Yeah. Or is it Illuminati or whatever? Or whoever. Okay. I oh, can't even get into that. <laughs> say if you're at the top and you have all the, if you're the most powerful elite group in the world and you know this and there's like a few of us, a few of you, what games would you invent? Games? Like what, what things would you like? What would you do? Like what are some of the things that you would do? See, but this is where this is where I've, like my whole life experience of being creative and a thinker, like I feel like I have a plan for money and for ideas. Like I have a million ideas for apps, for environmental, you know, I like to technologies, how to implement them onto society. I have ideas for so the artist in me. Right? I'm thinking like very abstract, how to how to implement tech, how to do this. If I had money, I would do this. I'd go to space, space travel, you know investigation and like I mean you know it's sky's the limit but what like what would you do are you saying like more on a a fucked up way though no but that's the thing is constructive way when you ask that yeah who is that person in their heart right with that money right but 
you guys both are your own people, right? So what would you do and what would you do? We're our own people, but at the same time, when we connect it back to love versus fear, there are certain people that don't love. It's true. Yeah, definitely. So I think both of we could come to a common understanding of what, like, we would do with all the money and, and... like we would want fairness and I, f- I feel like, like you, you kind of hit the nail on the head you move with this love energy yeah like it's and like uh, not to be like make it sound corny but like it's it's really positivity right love being unconditional love like lack like not fearing and then there's fear yes. fear is you utilize typically for power etc right so mm. fear drives a lot of decision making right and that goes into like what is what's, what's God quote unquote where like whatever you call Allah all those things right it's, sure. it's love energy yes right? unconditional love universal so it's regardless pure, of religion or spirituality or sign it's, it's very it's very simple humans have overcomplicated it but it's yeah. very simple just positive love. energy Blind love faith. and yeah. then what's what's the devil what's evil what's you know what's all the negative Aries all these the God mm-hmm. of like what is that it's the fear it's mm-hmm. fear mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. In that spectrum, you kind of made it, made like, made a cool, you know. It's the quantum physical Ooh. level yeah. of the parallel of yin and yang, the love and hate. You cannot have one without the other. That's it. But in terms of our existence, if we are, that's what makes us human, is to love, to have empathy. If you eliminate empathy from a human being, they just become a, like that's where you get serial killers and, and all these crazy fucking we you call them the monsters the Netflix and Call of Duty campers campers yeah campers so it's like if we're acting out of love and there's other people acting out of fear if those people like just as many people that have money acting out of love there's people acting out of fear that have money too dude this would be a sick movie script person is born into a um an elite family, a mm. top level, and no one knows about it, but it goes deep into this underworld, or overworld, I should say, about the controlling society, like the puppeteers. And then this person meets someone of the lower level. So the guy meets this girl, and he sparks. Like, he, <laughs> he learns about love. Guy meets girl. Guy meets girl. In a no, world. <laughs> he, he learns about love, and then he fucking goes and infiltrates that whole system with love. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yo, be, crazy, be, right? Netflix, what up? Holla. So, so, yo, I'm like, again, I dig deep into this conspiracy shit. But, so the top level, I was, I read this too. <laughs> like, yo, I go deep on things, right? <laughs> How granular are you trying to go right now? Okay, get, well, I'm just saying. Let's get grainy, baby. Let's just right. go there. Let's All just right. go there. Grainy oh, Smith apples. Here we, here we it, go. It makes it exciting when you talk, because you have to be, have those, what the fuck <laughs> moments. You have to, like... When I read this shit, I'm actually like, what the fuck? Yeah. Okay, so before you go okay. any further. Yeah. When, what was the first instrument or, or or thing that made you, quote unquote, awaken or come to an understanding of truth seeking? Where you're like, this doesn't, have, like, what what's happening here? Well, I think the first, wait, what's the instrument? Like, what was the first thing in my life? What's the thing that woke you or, up? Well, my... With, what's happening shit man it's just I guess being a creative and um going back to like where sitting in the room being that kid drawing in his book Mm. um all the fucking time in school not listening to teachers pull your pants up you're not allowed to we didn't have uniform I was in a public school but like 
we used to wear, you know, baggy pants back. Pull your pants. We're not allowed mm. to show your box my phone. Like, what does my box just have to do, like, with anything? Why can't I just express, like, wherever the yeah, fuck I want to wear? expression You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He said, "Jeez, me, let me wear what I want to wear. I'm it's not like my buttholes yeah. out. I understand, but mine never was. It's just my boxers. Not, yeah. I didn't wear it below my boxers over buttholes. Like tiny right? whiteies and fucking. There was two levels of baggy pants, motherfuckers. Right? There was one where the pants used you to did like low sag, low sag, right? And there's like a quarter, a quarter of the boxer seat. And then there's the dudes who had it at their knees. Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about the knees, motherfuckers. Those guys are annoying. But even then, but even then, just leave them low. Who but are no, you? Yeah. But there's a level though where it's exactly. like. Sure. You push them, they're going to fall over because they'll trip over their pants. All right. That was too much. Anyways, back to the What point. was the first conspiracy theory then? The first that theory. That sparked everything. I don't know, man. What was the first? It, it wasn't... Wait, for this QAnon shit? Or before for, like, QAnon, oh, okay. before any of the... Before you're like, holy shit, like there's... Like in your life. I got sidetracked with the whole... Yeah, 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 yeah. But the That's whole Friday, <laughs> it's been down took that you all out of that brown booty hole thought, bullshit. Right? Like, <laughs> brown booty <laughs> hole. A winker. Right, we got a winker on our hands. You gotta go to the principal's office. We got a winker. You gotta. You winking. Winker at the winking at sugar recess. Factory. Recess winking. <laughs> Fat dude in the class smelling like fresh shit. Yeah, we got an exposed balloon knot on the yard. Oh. <laughs> oh. So in, but, life, um, in life, like in life, you know, life. yeah, yeah, back to it, back to it. Like, in uh, life. it was it, the path that I chose being an entrepreneur very young, in sure. my early 20s, leaving my job. More, like, in school, I've always wanted to start a clothing brand, like for, for graphic design. Mm-hmm. So, always, actually, you know what it was? Here we go. Graphic design 101. Really? What, what who's your teacher? Um, Who's the she was everyone's teacher 101 Fucking oh, short Joanne? bob head Joanne. No 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 Patricia No no I think it was, it was Mine was Joanne Joanne Yeah glasses Yeah 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 Joanne Doust Doust Yeah there uh, it is Shout out to Joanne Yeah shout out man. Love you Mad love All love She but, connected um, with the real ones for sure Yeah yo Like she was She that was yeah, a proper really professor. connected to that lady eh? She yeah. was really dope man But yeah. Graphic design 101 It was Think outside the box. Remember that lesson? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was really one of those like turning points where like I literally now I'm thinking back to it, I was like, I've always kind of thought outside the box. I guess you have to be an outlier type of personality. Yeah. Exactly. That's why I think that's we where all, we all that's what we generally are. Pushing in that direction. But the first formal nuanced form of it was like, here's graphic design. Everyone is reads the sign right you're used to driving down the highway and you read that that drive what is it called the billboard a billboard right i'm brain dead anyways <laughs> drank too much last night way hungover. <laughs> billboard you read the billboard you take it in that's that's the public mm-hmm. a designer's mindset is they'll analyze it and what how do you capture the person driving down the yeah, road how do you you're, you're thinking about right you're, you're not, you're not in the yeah. box and manipulate the you have to be outside so how do you manipulate yeah. Exactly. Well, you understand the how the mind works, right? Yeah. And you have to learn a little bit of psych. So, what colors pop out? What type yep. of typeface works? What, exactly. How, 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 how does it make how them feel? Visual how quick the brain can receive a message. So, therefore, what kind of imagery you're going to put in? How, how much copy you're going to have on that? Mm-hmm. And like, I'm just like, whoa! Like it was a little, a little seed, but then that popped into like a million things. It created like, oh. that. It opened that door for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. it. That's, yeah, that's totally because yeah, it was all those it. things that you knew were there and you had questions to, but when they can, dis- you kind of felt like you belong to that community of creatives. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's how I felt when I was like, mm-hmm. they're 
capturing in textbook or word how I felt my whole fucking life. I just didn't know how to describe it mm. or tell it to people mm. that didn't get it. Yeah. So like when they have, you know, when they broke down how to look at things like think outside the box or Claire, Claire's class, creative expression. It was just like doing things to embrace creativity. Mm -hmm. I felt like more like I felt like I belong. I felt like this fits who I am as a person. Yeah. Because you actually came from the advertising program. I did. And yeah. that oh, is yeah. that is the pinnacle of manipulation is advertising. percent. Right. Yeah. Definitely, okay. yeah. That's that, and you know, you sit down and you're like, for once, it's sort of like you said, you you, get, you come into this space where, damn, this is where I belong. Like that's, whoa, this is like a whole different way of thinking in a sense of how how to, you're becoming the driver's seat. Yeah, like yeah. they they literally gave you the keys and said, hey, start driving the car. Yeah, like yeah. in that moment, yeah. I was like, oh shit. So, I think from that point forward, there was no. It was the seed that grew into like, if I'm capable of creating the message and like being, and it gets so def decisive as yeah. like, like we said, all these little components, psychology, the way, how fast can a human read mm. something? What colors pop out? Why would that not translate into every motherfucking thing in life? You know, what's interesting yeah. was when they pointed, out, <laughs> they pointed out, they pointed out design for the better or the greater good. They, they always talk about they, that. They taught that. But yeah. You know, that's not where the money was at, right? Well, the question in advertising, one of the, in my orientation for advertising, he was selling me on it. He was fucking selling me, selling all everyone in this big auditorium why advertising is amazing. But he was using the formula of all the famous advertisers' quotes, like advertising makes food taste better, it makes drives cars uh, cars drive smoother, all that. That's all George Lois. But it, it's a formula for basic human psychology, right? The masses. Yeah. So like when you read shit on a label, it's like, oh, less sugar. It's like, oh, it's healthy all of a sudden? Because you don't question it. Everyone's mm -hmm. busy. But it's really, it's like, you're a sucker. It's like, yeah. doesn't mean, you just got to look into things. So I can see how that opens up your world to questioning things and not feeling like a pawn. Whether you can control it or not, at least just being conscious or aware of what's, you know, the at least the tip of the iceberg of what's going on. Mm. Because if you're just a pawn, then you're just a pawn. But I feel like certain people like us are not meant to be that way. Well, that's the thing. When you're in that position, you just don't know that you're in that position. You're getting rewarded. Exactly. You're getting rewarded you know, to manipulate on a master level. That's it. Well, no, here's and the thing, right? So let's yeah. talk on the masses. Like, I've had this conversation tons of times. Like, not the, this whole <clears> conversation. I'm talking about I've enlightened, like, a cousin or two sure. with the whole graphic design 101 spiel right like yeah. yo one of the most impactful things was to learn to live outside the box and I mm. would explain it mm. but when you're telling someone like that you could see literally see in their eyes literally like look back and open like oh shit never thought of it like that yeah like someone was there and literally had to like decisively manipulate a design an object like it's still an object right yeah. like they had to create something yeah. to to gra mentally grab it a concoction you. and behind that there was an origin there was a reason why yeah you know what like if this goes into like <clears throat> it's basically a uh, I had some weird thoughts maybe it was mm. just being too much of an but I'm like yo what was that witchcraft shit back in like you see those movies and, yeah. like, and they have those symbols that do things mm -hmm. it's like logos the power of symbolism that's what it's, it's like one simple thing can mean so much one yeah. simple like you know what I mean? It has so much energy behind it. 
But that's also the divisive line between design and art. But they also work together, which is crazy. Because design is functional. Yeah. First. Function yeah. first. Function. And art is more expression and feeling, evoke, you know, invoking certain feelings and well, it's expressions. The, it's, it's, like, a, it's a perfect um, harmony, right? Yeah, exactly. It's if you can have harmony. both, then you're, you fucking, you have or everyone eating out of the palm of your one. hands. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, with that, like, that power. It's with power. good and bad, right? So, yeah, so popping into that, like, I guess that was the, the, the spark that started the fire. But, I mean, you go through school. You focus on graduating, you go to work. I mean, there's different levels to it, but then every step of life, I guess for me, was just like another one of those aha moments that they say, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, man, I don't like working in this office, man. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, like, I really, my energy, it, it's fucked up. And I thought to myself, like, bro, in school, they just taught you to sit down, shut up, and be quiet. You know, and one of the days in the office, probably many days, but one of the days I noticed it when I, like, I could look at, like, I saw the, this one of the CEOs, one of the top guys, like looking at me, like basically with the eyes, like sit down, shut the fuck up, because I was like standing at another person's desk, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, smiling, talking, mm-hmm. and I never felt so in trouble in my life. Yeah, brought you back to that childhood. Yeah, pressure trauma. Your you know when you get too, hot, right? your body gets hot. That yeah. feeling. And then I think it's the rebel in me. I'm like, yo, who the fuck am I bending yes. down? This, fuck that motherfucker, man. He's a man and I'm a man at, at my age, being 20-something, whatever, we all with 21. We the same blood, man. And bro, this this old, at the time, no race, he's a white, old white dude, but like not that, that matter. Yeah, this no. old white dude's looking at me right now and he's like, he just told me to sit down, shut the fuck up without even saying a fucking word and I buckled like a bitch. <laughs> I went home and it, that bothered me forever. For it never mm. stopped bothering me until now it doesn't bother me. Mm. Or say it bothers me. So that was something you felt. It, felt. it wasn't in your mind. It was, it was a challenge to who you thing. are. Yeah, right? Yeah. So yeah. that, and in those moments, those trigger you to be like, man, like things aren't meant to be like that. You know what I mean? Like why, why am I? Yeah, why are you in trouble for? And you know what the sickest part of it? Hmm. It's a jail that when I, like, I took it in because I started listening. I had to start reading some like, self-help books when I was in that kind of zone. When I was still working, like, I need maybe some books to, one day I'm going to go into my own thing. But I started to take in a lot of books and knowledge so I mm-hmm. could make that step, that, that leap, they call it, right? Mm-hmm. So I was reading a ton, listening to a ton of podcasts, really getting into that zone. Mm-hmm. And um, it really, like, what I learned was, like, that's a mental gel you put in yourself. Or you could say society education has built for you. Mm-hmm. Right? It's templated. It's templated. Yeah. So you're sitting there and you're like, what's the difference between a jail cell and a cubicle? Mm. You have lunch time, a lot of lunch time, a lot of activity time. You have to wear a uniform. You have to um, you have to spo- speak when you're speaking to and not to speak when you're not spoken to. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's enough of it. Oh, you get like you have like what like what like ten feet of room if you're lucky. <laughs> my cubicle is right beside my manager. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. literally, I shared his <clears throat> his cubicle. Mm-hmm. He had a long desk. I was on one end because they didn't have enough room for me in the office. So I'm like literally. He would write me an email, send it to me. I'm like, yo, bro, just talk to him. <laughs> oh like, man, I remember like, experiencing that. Right yeah. I experienced that bro. in agency life, and I'm like, this is fucking <laughs> weird, so man. Dumb. I hate that shit. And man. it's because he had to have it in writing that he told me to do something. Like, yeah. yo, like yeah. I feel so like a, such a tool. You, you can't right trust now. anybody, right? There's no real connection, oh and I know God. every because everyone's covering their own ass, but it's like everyone's like 
going down with a fucking sinking ship. Yeah, it's disingenuous. And I don't mean to sit here and just like and bog down and like make people feel bad about no, like their life past. And like that's no, not no. it. That's not yeah, it at I, all. No, like, I know. I think we know where you're coming from with that. Yeah. It's just like understanding that you're not supposed to be there. Yeah. Or, it's just not for you. Yeah. You know, and it was, and again, it's little splashes of these inspos and this, the think outside the box ideology, mm. ideology, and and things passing forward, and then you getting through life and asking deeper questions like, why am I here? Reading books to like, mm. like expanding your knowledge base is the looking first inward. thing you can do yeah. to get out of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Learn, learn something, man. Like I, when I was done in school, I was like, fuck, man, I'm actually gonna miss learning shit. Mm-hmm. And then it really dawned on to me like. Why? Why do I have to stop learning shit? Every day. Continuous learners are are like the the people that go to, like, continuous learners are the most enlightened people Mm -hmm. because that also keeps people young. I think it was Mark Twain that says, like, the the best thing, okay, I'm probably going to butcher this. It was along the lines of, if you continue to learn, you continue to grow. And it's like, it keeps you young. I, you know what? I'm butchering it, but he said something along those lines, like yeah. learning keeps you young. So like, why not stay learning? And like, mm. I don't know. Anyway, it's along mm-hmm. those lines. Makes you, sense. You can literally feel it though. When you learn, yeah. there's, there's, like your brain gets hot. Like, yeah. you, you get like a brain boner. Basically, <laughs> man. Like BBs. <laughs> BB dub. Brain boner. I got a brain boner So right when you now. get those brain boners, man, <laughs> no, you literally feel the the electricity firing you know that you feel the neurons firing in your brain like expand it's crazy that there's no capacity to like learning more for the no, human man, brain it's you continuous know? it's like jello there's always room for more straight up <laughs> <laughs> straight up just disappears and comes That's like it, man. get it when you need it but you yeah no it's it's totally it, i mean do forget which is also the fragility of humanity but for now i mean you've seen was this not Elon Musk's new shit? Like, fuck, man, that brain... The brain chips. The brain What's chips. brain chips. I don't know about Theoretically, that. Theoretically, you could, like, eventually you could remember everything. It's all... The next, the next wave... <laughs> so fucked up. The next <laughs> wave uh, is called transhumanism. And essentially... Transhumanism? Transhumanism. And what they want to do is um, combine or form a mold between uh, human being and cyber genetics to enhance That's the, the human body. That's the gateway to the fucking... Robots. Yes. Crazy. Well, the idea. Skynet. Also, the idea yep. is saying that, yeah, straight up. The idea also kind of like gets into the idea where. The idea gets into the idea. <laughs> it gets into the idea <laughs> yeah. that if humanity just stays simple humans and, and that AI comes in, mm-hmm. we'll be wiped out at yeah. some rate for yep. some reason. Yeah. But if we actually come together and become yeah. relationship then it won't necessarily be wiped out. We'll go along with the mm-hmm. journey. Mm-hmm. So it's either we combine and become one or we separate and we will, we'll just get stepped on and destroyed. Yeah. And it's, not, it's almost unprecedented. It's pretty much science and biology fusing together. Like Basically, science, yeah. science, but science biology, but science technology-wise, yeah. which is very interesting. So I thought about this the other day, like, because we're talking about like chips and the whole implanting thing with the coronavirus. You hear that? Have you heard that topic, Jeff? No. Where they're like, if you get the vaccine, they'll, they'll put the chip inside the vaccine. I think Nate was saying something like that. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's a whole thing too. Where suppose they put a microchip, and they have the technology to do it. Like I've seen, 
They're like, called nanoparticles. There's nanoparticle. Like They're I've seen little, how it works. Like atom level sized nano machines. Yeah. Little fucking microscopic robots. Yeah, and they can go into in the system. needle, and they've had this developed yeah. for many years. Many years. Many years. And there's like YouTube videos, like 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 of scientists discussing how it would work with mm. the applications for it. Again, these videos are made like seven years ago, posted on YouTube, so no one really put two and two together. Yeah. But like, anyway, so the whole controversy or the conspiracy is that they're going to put that in the vaccine. So they're trying to chip everyone. Mark of the Beast kind of vibe, right? This is Black Mirror shit, man. Well, that's what... That's, that's the reason that's why, why... That's why That's where a lot of the inspiration right gets hot right now. Pulled from. It's, it's really... And that's what Black Mirror is for. It's like kind of bring light to some dark shit yeah. so that we don't go into that dark yeah, shit. Yeah, totally, yeah. As a society. So it's, I'm like, why do they make all this dystopian... Like, it's distasteful. Like, yeah. why don't we make some... Po- but, but then, in theory, it's great. Because yeah. hopefully it, it's shedding light in a dark space that we don't need to go there again. Yeah, and it can go against their own intention. Yeah, because yeah, some people fear what technology can do. Understandably, actually, I went to a, an interesting talk at Rotman University. It was like at like 5 or 6 p.m. And they were talking about automation and technology and design. And design for humanity as opposed to design or like before like or instead of design getting out of hand mm. like technology is getting out of hand like people are starting to blame social media for a lot of things but i'm like you can blame all you want but like it takes two to tango it's like a multiple way street so it's like if people can start uh advocating for conscious design or um sustainable design or at least um design for human advocacy advocacy then we won't have too much of an issue but it becomes crazy when people are starting to like design more for bottom line where we get like out of control because well, there's no one monitoring there's no rules. exactly there's no governance right yeah. so it's like um, companies are starting to take initiative of things like uh, Apple and screen time you know I don't know Apple's um, uh, ethical stuff but it, things like that people are start are also buying into because humans are taking back a bit more of a balance in the world as opposed to like okay we don't want to turn into a fucking Black Mirror episode, so how can we start... Maybe this is a reminder to be like, okay, let's start designing for like, weaning people off um, social media addictions because that's also leading to suicides and mental health. So humans are always kind of like making the world go round, but they're using... Hopefully, we're using technology to help the world still operate in a human ecosystem as opposed to just a machine-run fucking world. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. Well, right now we're seeing a machine-run world. Yep. Right. Yep. And and it's it's on purpose. It's all by design. It's by design, right? So it's like industrial. We're in an industrial this machine. This goes back. Yeah, it's an industrial. Um, hundreds of years. Setup, right? So it's it's manufacturing, buying new. Yeah, the industrial revolution changed mm-hmm. everything, but I think we're in an information revolution right now. Like we're in it. No, a hundred percent. And that's that's the conflict. It's like industrial revolution versus information. Well, maybe not versus. They're utilizing each other sometimes, but yeah, they're both kind of clashing. Right? Well, because they, they're they're foundational, right? Like they kind of as stepping stones. Where can humans evolve to, and how can humans help lead or direct it in the right direction so we can survive? Because science doesn't lie. So it's like the the world, the community has to come together. That's why sometimes and it might be a stretch, but COVID might have been on a very high level might have been really good for the world yeah I because i i still you know, i had a conversation about this too i think so because it's like we needed that shake up we needed that disruptive uh interception 
obviously minus the neg the negative the deaths, the deaths and all those and stuff, kind of things yeah. but like if we look at it from a retrospective kind of like pull yourself out of that you know a lot of people have sat down and really asked questions critical yep. thinking yeah. fighting they, themselves because before they were on the the hamster wheel and they couldn't take time to yeah. think for themselves and look into their own truth of information of what they're being told versus what was there that's it fired from jobs or laid off quote-unquote mm-hmm that they didn't necessarily love mm-hmm. but it didn't feel so bad because it wasn't their fault it was the the, the world it was a shake-up it was you know it did that but the, in a way that how beautiful is that you yeah, imagine a lot of people are how many lost jobs that they probably hated those fucking jobs yeah, yeah that's they, what i'm saying they wouldn't have quit otherwise yeah think about how like think about that number really, you know? exactly like nate said it's like and then once you it's stop great. that wheel turn the lights on you're yeah. like oh wait a second people started recovering relationships like connecting with people that they haven't been I know I have you know Mm. and people that I've been I'm close with they were saying I started reconnecting with people maybe out of boredom on the surface level but then they realized it's more than just boredom it's like maybe I need to get back to the simplification of life not just always making excuses like oh I'm busy I'm doing this like Mm. there's no excuses anymore it's like you were on lockdown. You don't have a fucking meeting to go to. You have nowhere to go. <laughs> well, or, or you're scared of COVID that you can't or see that, anybody. Right? <laughs> like, but that's yeah. the excuse. Well, that, it's a reason. But. but I think, yeah, high level, I think in 10 years, there might be a study. Who knows what's going to be in the textbooks, but they're going to be like, maybe the world, I think the world needed it. Unfortunately, aside from all the deaths and, and all the lost loved ones and stuff, that's always sad. But I think sometimes science doesn't really hold that compassion. Humans do. So if science wiped it out and the world together kind of changed it up, maybe we needed that shit. It's a, it's a double-edged sword because you look at yeah. something oh, yeah. like a very important component to our life is the economy in this paradigm. And the economy right now, a lot of people that have put their life's work into these businesses that are completely shut out and have had to close. Yeah. And now, currently... They're just living off of a government check. Right. Right? So what happens to those people in the future that have built their lives uh, and, and helped people, gave people work and were vital parts of the community are now eliminated? And then you start following, at the end of the day, we talk about this whole conspiracy shit. Mm-hmm. You have to follow the money, regardless of the topic. The money speaks for money itself. Money talks, man. And you're looking at the fucking people that are making money versus the people losing money. And all that shit's going into these tech companies, Amazon's buying up all these different businesses, and the entire economy is essentially shifting. And that's going to dictate a lot in, in terms of how we're living in the future. Yeah. So I think when we were talking about earlier about like people, if they're happy with their lives, like don't continue like why would you want to continue pursuing truth or knowledge or whatever it is at the same time there has there there has to be like this thought that crosses a person's mind like that would i want a child my own child or another generation of children living through what i'm going through or what the world will be like if certain things don't play out how they want them to play out or how i want them to play out what happens then yeah, when we talk about this stuff, though, I so I get reminded sometimes of that Neil deGrasse Tyson video, mm. that narrated video that he has. It's like a 10, 15-minute video of just how fucking small we are in the universe, though. 
and yeah, it's like okay, all these things are that. going on for it's sure so and they, yeah and they do matter but they're also they don't matter because it's like not at all. Uh, you know what Nate was just saying about like what about all the people that have worked hard and it's like we as humans emotionally can connect with that but there's no govern there's no real governance of the balance of that because like we can control to it to a certain amount but then there's like a population control or like a natural selection they call it or something it's like where it's like at the end of the day there's no donald trump of the entire world there's of the universe it's just like fucking science happening and we're just on this ride you know what i mean i mean we have control to a certain extent of who's telling the truth but if you like take yourself outside of earth you're like that actually exists but we can't even fucking fathom that because our minds don't even know about it you know what mm. i mean that's taking it on a real different scale i'm not saying that's the way everyone that should be scale, looking at sure. it but it's like that there's that too so how much time does one person maybe say like me or some like somebody else want to invest in truth seeking i'm not saying it's wrong because truth seeking we the world needs that because everybody would just be either ignorant or like present or like maybe not even focusing on that but at mm. the end of the day it's like I could die tomorrow. Sure. I, who knows? I mean, people, anybody. So it's weird. Like this conversation it's, it's, is so meaty. Again, like it's 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 a balance, right? So if you have the wisdom seekers understand how fires work, right? Mm. Let's talk about like again the beginning of man. Like people who seek wisdom, like where the fuck does this fire come from? Yeah, like, that's a conspiracy is, theory. You know, like that at that time yeah. it was fucking. And <laughs> right? who was the first motherfucker to try eating an egg? <laughs> right. That just came out of that animal with claws. I'm gonna eat this. It's hard, but look at the shape of it. It's nice. I'm gonna put this in my mouth and chew on it. That's fucking crazy, <laughs> this bro. Thing that popped up this chicken's ass. ass looking oh, like it's ass. A, called a cloaca. <laughs> I looked this up the other day. A chicken lays an egg out of where it shits and pisses. <clears throat> it's called a cloaca, by the way. FYI. Wow. That's cool. wow. Okay. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> But um, no, this knowledge and wisdom, right? Like to have knowledge and wisdom, like seeking, you know, how to control fire, right? So we don't care about it. But what if the other tribe has more wisdom seeking people? They figure out, hey, this is how you make fucking fire. Hmm. Rub two sticks together. Let's fucking look. We start making, well, how do you do it? Like, what's the use of this? Other tribes don't look into things that we don't need to know about, hmm. right? Yep. All of a sudden... You're sleeping and you're in the you're the super peaceful tribe and all of a sudden you smell smoke. Guess what? You're being smoked and burned out of your home from yeah, the people who want to fucking use the fire. Yeah. Totally. Right? It's all tribes, so it's, yeah. It's it's, it's more take of this a, further a tool in your toolkit. It's, it's just wisdom, have right? The understanding. But then you could use fire to cook food and that adds fifth like that that's like two hundred percent lifespan to people. Well maybe more. Yeah. Like like way more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, you know, at that time, you know. And now your now your whole tribe can live two times as long, much mm-hmm. longer yep. as a human. Yeah, the basic human need is survival, right? right? So it's like if yeah, if, that's why the world so, needs balance too. So right? wisdom, understanding wisdom, wisdom to seek that's, wisdom is yeah. always you gain power. Like you can't you can't not gain power. Knowledge right? like is power. Knowledge is power. As they say, right? So the whole point. Kesha said that I think. Vanessa Carlton yeah I think it was uh, Michelle Branch um, it's Trump um, no but like so that's that sort of thing so if you have all these people seeking wisdom 
around you, even if you're in your peer group. We're not talking about looking for like the deepest rabbit hole of conspiracy. Sure. That's where you have an outlier mind who'd be like, this shit makes me laugh and I get into it, I get excited, like I'm willing. It's a nerd it's getting into magazines. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a collector getting into the baseball cards, whatever the heck, Pokemon cards or whatever, magic cards. It's that same Just kind of energy that, that, that makes you go a little bit further down the rabbit hole in whatever particular thing you're into. But um, let's talk about wisdom as in general. In your peer group, you know, you know a little more about stocks. You, you dug a little deeper. Mm-hmm. You can be a little more wealthy because of it. Mm-hmm. You know, you spend the same time with the same dudes, but you decide to go a little, instead of reading up on conspiracy theories like, like me, <laughs> someone decided, let's go read like um, finance and, and accounting manuals and booklets and learn the in and outs of how the pro yeah, how become a master of that paradigm and they the get domain. to manipulate their universe yep. their, their perspective of our same world in, in a in a more fundamental way right mm-hmm. well i don't know fundamental but in a more in a way that suits them more so again ignorance is bliss right you don't have to you don't have to you're happy in the world you live in don't yeah. dig too deep but like I see that sarcastically like I think everyone should d- dig deep man yeah, that's what curiosity I mean. is dig deep thing. man that's like, what I'm saying man. I want to push people to the edge man I don't want to like baby anyone anymore these well that days. whole social conditioning of um, like the trickle down idea of knowledge too like we're not even utilizing X amount percent of our brain yeah or the spiritual side of us we don't we're not taught those capabilities we kind of have to find that on our own yeah. right and there's a reason why because once you have a very knowledgeable spiritual society it's very difficult to control exactly yeah that's very that's very true. difficult to control but there are all these tools to govern the society the masses mm-hmm. like religion like organizations mm-hmm. so it's it's a weird because it's a fucking weird cycle Everything feeds off of each other, but it's a balance that pe- the world kind of needs at this point now. Maybe back then it wasn't all needed, but since we're so in the thick of the shit, all of these things feed off of each other, which is like, yeah. hey, we can't really unfuck the world at this point. When's that asteroid due, by the way? Oh, the asteroid's coming our way. This. Yeah, they've said it's supposed to be, like, what, 0.25% chance? Which is pretty high, know, though. That's, that's pretty high. That's, you know? that's still a percentage to me, man. Like, or 0.1 or something. I don't know what the percentage is. Something like yeah. that. But <laughs> No, we could be uh, toasted tomorrow. Yeah. fuck we doing today, boys? Hey, man. <laughs> All I know is I'm trying to die free. I'm not trying to... Nobody's injecting no shit into me. Nobody's putting me in no camp. What? I'm down free. Unless that, it's a that's, fat D. That's a creepy one, man. Like, <laughs> But that's what's... You're looking... We have to understand. This has been in motion for a while. They're already plotting... It's already happening in Australia right now. I... Okay. From living there for a year and a half? And yeah. Going there, I'm like... I'm very surprised the people haven't like like because really they, jumped up and fought... Like said something about this. Just how this COVID... What the fuck... Just how this COVID thing is just hit us out of nowhere, right? Like we, so certain people saw shit coming, right? Yeah. But overnight, they're able to shut down the world with yeah, this shit. Basically, okay? we're getting checks from the government. Where the fuck is this money coming from? Nobody fucking knows where this money, all this money is coming from. People saying the government doesn't have money, yet we're getting yeah, cashed funny. out. So we don't, you know, we don't actually go out there and burn shit and riot and do all that shit. So, like, looking at Australia and how fast they're 
able to put these bylaws in place and essentially turn into China. We talk about censorship. Yeah. That that's what's been happening in China. Bro, there's and it's a leaking video over here. Of this Aussie pregnant I know woman. she got taken out of her home because she, of a Facebook she's post. She's creating a Facebook post to go like what is it? Do a, a, a like a stand protest. Up a protest? And the police go and remove all the cellular devices, the laptops. Computers, everything. She's getting, she's in handcuffs. I'm like, what the, yo. That's where, that's where the problem lies, man. Right? It's not. Ooh, that made me not, so heated, man. Yeah. It's like, not about. If it's that not shit a, doesn't make you heated, then you can't. Bro, if you can't say, make a little easy, simple Facebook group to protest something that you, you don't agree with. Protesting should be, that's a that's human a freedom, right. It's a human right, bro. And that's, speech, that's. Right? That's the problem here. Right. Is we've let it we've we've given these people, these technocrats, whatever the fuck you want to call them, so much leverage that they're able to start they're able to censor our free speech. And that's essentially when we talk about like survival, if you don't have free speech, yeah. what is the fucking point of living? That's true. If you cannot express yourself, if you cannot speak freely. I'm not trying to live in a fucking life where I'm being audited and, and told what the fuck to say. That goes all the way back to our fucking little reading time, man. You, you know what's happening, man? There's like a false sense of free speech, like Twitter. Exactly, dude. It's just like the, the, the freedoms of, of going to the movies and choosing between Pepsi and Coca-Cola. You have those surface-level freedoms. Yeah. But those true freedoms, when it's you start challenging shit, like. <laughs> these, these fucking laws and logic and using actual logic, is that the... Why do I have to wear a mask in the store, but these people outside in a patio gathered around each other, chilling, eating food, drinking, spreading shit all over the fucking place? You don't need a mask there. Yeah. Here's where I'll throw a wrench in, or I'll play devil's advocate, because I agree. I agree with all this. I'm big on freedom. Like, freedom's very important to me. Sure. How about, um, so say if <clears throat> the world were to be, like, there were no governance, there were no laws, it was, like, lawless survival it becomes more pr- primitive right it becomes mm-hmm. a more survival of the fittest yep. like kind of like almost apocalyptic. reptile reptile brain right so yeah. what happens there is that a sustainable way of living for no. the earth no not at all so it's like we kind of need this weird some sort of governance but the the this is me throwing some kind of contradictory thing in here just to make shit more interesting hmm. We would need some sort of law or governance or, for that lack of a better word, control to help keep society going. But has, that obviously clearly hasn't been run in the most effective way. People are starting to question it because people want freedom. But they also, um, you know, like we can't be lawless either, right? Because their shit, shit does go down in certain places that are basically laws and then it becomes more about corruption and power because can't eradicate those human instincts either, right? So what do we do? Which is weird because if we have pure freedom, that would be amazing. But then when we have too much freedom, then we start going crazy because human beings are complex. Yeah, not that's a, a weird, the majority weird, that's of a weird thing. would not be morally, yeah. morally sane. Yeah, we're, we're not talking about like anarchy or anything. We're just saying like, when we look at the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, you know what those are? No, but I'm... Okay, hold That's on. That's the problem. But the thing is, like, how far can it go? Because it could go so far. Like, it could just be, like, a, a gateway into different things, just yeah, like but, anything, right? Yeah, but uh, this is not to say, like, let's 
Mm-hmm. This is not about like getting rid of a, a structure altogether. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just no. We're, we're not. We're, yeah, we're, that's not, not even, what I'm saying either. Yeah. 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 So it's sort of like if you have something right now where we can like the the standing structure that it is now, or how it was just before everything happened. Mm-hmm. Was that good? That's more of the question. Like you're yeah. always you're always trying to like tie your shoes and like like you know what I mean, trying to figure it out, trying to cut the fat, trying to figure out the best format. Like in any system, you're trying to figure out how to make it more efficient, right? Mm. Efficiency is always the plan, right? But mm. is it efficient? Is it is it even morally correct to have so many humans that are just mentally off? And and like, well, we saw so many spikes of like mental. Um, like illness, illness and yeah. issues that was spiking. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're Huge. seeing so many. students You're not students. seeing those numbers though. You're seeing how many students aren't getting jobs at a school? Well, think about this. One thing we haven't talked about yeah. is children and children being brought up in this new normal. Yeah, where they're, well, they're surrounded fucking by right. fucking plexiglass. They can't hug their friends. They, human interaction is a very, very big component. Human touch is a very big component. Mm-hmm. And they're taught to be six feet away from their friends and wear a mask and hide, hide your identity. Yeah. They're, we're becoming less human in that sense. So a kid going through that now, I can't even imagine like, how, the how they feel. The fundamental years of their, of their life. Yeah. Do you think aliens live with us now and this is part of an alien plan or a fucking different extraterrestrial visitor plan that's totally imploding us from the inside out is in a way of domination? Um, Could be. I, hmm. you know, I, I wanna That'd be a fucking I crazy movie yes too. yes and no. I feel, like, I feel like aliens have always been with us. There's like, yeah. been a lot of different that's races. That's a whole thing too, That's its man. own thing, that's, but that, this, we could break it down to benevolence. There's benevolent beings and there's none. There's malevolent beings. And we'll just leave it Bele- off at that. What's, what's, bele- what's benevolent? How about bele- we leave it as a cliffhanger? Oh, okay. How about let's, let's leave it off as a cliffhanger? Until next time. And then we'll have Sheldon back on the show. Yeah. This guy's taking up deep. way too much of our time. Featuring aliens. <laughs> we'll talk about aliens. <laughs> talk about aliens and unicorns. Not, not illegally. Alrighty, friends, comrades, pals. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast. If you dig the content and want to stay in tune with what we've got going on in our personal and very private lives, tough luck. Just kidding. You can certainly follow us on our Instagram page. The handle is at bntr.cast. Or don't. Do what you want. It's your life. Just saying. If you have a topic in mind or want to be a guest on the show, you know, come hang out, chop it up, jump out of a cake, shoot us a message at hello at createbanter.com. So thanks again, and we'll see you soon. Peace. Peace.